You're listening to Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi. Welcome to the new episode of Yoshiden. I mean, uh, what is this, North uh, North Hollywood? Or no, no, this is Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. I'm here with Ryder Sky, and um, she and I, I met, right, I met you, I guess, on Talking Shit podcast with uh, Wayne Hentai, right? He used to do your PR. Yeah, he, uh, that was when I was, uh, um, he said he wanted to see if I, he can get me on a podcast or yeah. something like that. And then, like, last minute, he goes, I think I have something for you tomorrow. Yeah. Stand by. Yeah. Stand by, stand by, I'll let you know. And you were terrific on the show. Um, I hope no, no one bothered you, but th- th- they really liked you and you had interesting stories. And um, I guess it's been about a year since I've seen you. I'm actually you. still friends with Alex Gray, too. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually was Skyping with him yesterday. And I think last time I, to- I saw you were trying to do uh, Kickstarter and raise money for your business. Oh, God, that was horrible. That was a horrible experience. And, um, you, you know, you've been in adult business for a little bit come back and things have changed and um uh, i think you did my friend rosie trans i did too. yeah that was great she was very delighted she was she was really happy to have you on the show she was she was great to talk to you and um i i think this is you know i'm, I'm closing to 100 episodes and i think maybe 10 of them is adult stars or people in adult business so it's really interesting for me to hear everyone's in unique individual experiences right so mm-hmm. i, I want to know about your background. Um, so you're half half Japanese, right? Yes. Yeah. Your mother's side or father's side? My, my father. Father. He's first generation, yeah. Okay. So he was born here? No. Oh, he was born in Japan? Yeah, yeah. He was born in a small town in Japan. And well, so how did he end up here? Um, just he, uh, um, he basically had like 100 bucks and he just came here. He wanted to be an artist. <laughs> um, and that makes sense you know your apartment's full of um artistic stuff i know i'm very i'm i'm maybe a little bit too artistic (laughs) i think it could actually be like there i think there actually is too too artistic because um if i didn't know your uh, background if i just happened to walk in delivering pizza or something if i look at your room i would probably assume you're in like an art school or something with art yeah, I, right. do, I do a lot of stuff that involves art, actually. Everything. I, I will, I'm the kind of person who will try, <coughs> who, who actually wants to try everything. And so, like, I'll just, like, see something. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, oh, I think I should try that. And then I'll try to do it. And I try to make everything, too. If I see something I like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to try to make that. And so that's kind of, like, what has happened. I've just tried to make a lot of stuff and then kept going with it. Right. So go back. So your dad decided to come to the States. Yeah. He came here. He wanted to be an artist. Okay. Um, and... So he, I mean, he did, he, he had like five jobs at one point. He was like doing like so many different things just to like get by. He's very, very, very motivated. But he's an artist who actually has really good business sense. Right. You know, which I, the business side I'm really shitty at. Like I can make, I can make all my stuff. I have a store. I like sell stuff. I will. Okay. I make a lot of stuff. I have a store. I filled it up. I can't sell it for shit. Yeah. I cannot sell my stuff. I end up giving everything away, which is horrible. And you make you create design clothes right 
So. Clothing. I just started clothing, but um, what I've been doing for a long time is uh, jewelry and okay. accessories. Um, yeah, I make it's they're they're interesting. The stuff I do is kind of like different. I, I don't know how you do it because that stuff is so competitive. I, I can't even imagine how many hundreds of thousands of people are trying to do that. You know. <laughs> Yeah, it's it wasn't something that I really planned. It mm -hmm. was it was basically like I was online and I saw something I liked and I thought it's kind of expensive. I said I wonder if I can make it. And so I, I tried to and in the process of doing it, like I just kept making them to try to get a perfect sure. like version of it. And then I had all of like a whole bunch of them and I'm like, "Oh, I wonder if I could sell these." So then I started just kind of putting them on eBay. And people, I mean, it was like really slow, but people, you know, people would buy them here and there and I just kept making them, making, making yeah. them. Then I started getting the idea to add, like, because I used to make jewelry, like, well, a long time ago. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'll make jewelry again. Okay. And I'll see if I can sell those. You know, so I just started making belly button rings and like, it just kind of, it just evolved from there. Now I have like, a, what, 200, 300 products. It's just ridiculous. And what's, what's the website that people go go check it out? Uh, PurelySkyDesigns.com. It's sky with an E. So PurelySkyDesigns.com. Okay. So your, so your dad was successful at uh, art business? Yeah, he actually worked with Issey Miyake at one point. Um, he, he, did, he actually was in the dinosaur business. That's how he ended up. What kind of business? The dinosaur business. He owned a dinosaur business. It's, um, he made life-scale mechanical dinosaurs that he would rent out to museums and like films and stuff like that. Your dad? Yeah. That's the last business he actually just sold it. Now he doesn't. He's retired, but <laughs> yeah, Kokoro. So, he's, so your, your dad's from Japan. He yeah. comes to the states. He makes dinosaurs. Well, it was a Japanese company, yeah. But yeah. he actually, what he did was he. They already had Kokoro. It already existed in Japan. He brought. He um, started the one that was um, supposed to target Europe and the in the U.S. Right. And then he ended up selling off the Europe the Europe Europe one, and then he just did the um, U.S. And yeah, he made life. And it's crazy too, because if you see the dinosaurs from when he first started, and then dinosaurs from when he sold the company, like they evolved to like, this really amazing, like robotic, like thing. How, and how long did he do that for? Oh God, a long time ago. Let's say, I want to say, at least twenty years. I don't know. <laughs> and a that's all he did. You make dinosaurs for museums? Yeah, he made these life scale. I actually have a dinosaur inside my storage unit downstairs. I have a dinosaur in there, stuffed in there. Triceratops baby. But how I many? How big are we talking here? They're they're close to life. They're three fourths scale, so they were close to life to life scale. The, um, they're really cool, <laughs> and they had like they, they <coughs> you know, with all the research and everything, they got them as close as possible to what dinosaurs right. actually look like. And they like you know they had the sound effects and everything. And so what what's that uh, place down in um, what is it, Wilshire, the the tar pit area? You oh, La Brea tar pits. Yeah. Yeah. So if I go to a museum, it's probably a good chance that your dad might have made one or two of those dinosaurs. Um, if there, if, if there's an actual, because they there would be exhibits, and so they'd be, you know, they'd show it for a certain amount of months, whatever, and then they would move to another one. I see. So they're always rented out to different museums all all over the U.S. But your dad made mechanical dinosaurs actually move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and weird. he actually started before like Liberty Tarbits, like those um, prehistoric mammals. Yeah. He actually did prehistoric, prehistoric mammals before that, and even before that, he actually did futuristic. They had these really crazy, it's called Afterman, just insane looking like futuristic like animals. It's crazy. Yeah, he's, he's done some weird stuff. Okay, so 
he does that for 20 years. That's really interesting. Actually, this is something that I found out later, is I found out that he actually was in the porn business. He actually Your did, dad was? He used to hire photographers and put to put together a porn magazine that he used to have um, sent over to Japan because it would be American women like on roller skates, like naked yeah. and stuff. And like, cause, like he would he would actually organize the photographers and everything to do these shoots to put together a magazine that, that they um, sold in Japan. But how did you find that out? My mom told me. I think my mom told me because she ran into like one of the guys that he used to work with, one of the, the porn photographers somewhere. Did you ever talk to your dad about that stuff? Or my dad was such a perv. He used to watch so much porn. He wasn't really like he knew what I did. Actually, when I told him, mm-hmm. I told him later. It was like he, he kind of like I kind of told him like you know whatever. I was like, oh, I might as well just tell him. He did not even like. It was almost like he expected me to say it. I've never gotten that kind of reaction. I mean, like it was the weirdest. He was like, oh, okay. Eh, okay, that was his real response when he told him. I was like, okay. He, well, he maybe. Do you think maybe he knew about it? I don't think so. I don't know if he knew. I just I, it was weird, he, but it was almost like he expected. He just really didn't care. Huh. Because I remember there was an interview with Tori Black, and when she told her friends, all her friends, like, yeah, that's not a surprise, you know. And all uh, my friends were kind of surprised. Actually, they were pri- they were pretty shocked. You, because you were shy girl yeah i mean i wasn't really like i mean i had it in me like because i used to wear short skirts like because i used to work in an office i was an executive assistant for a long time yeah and so i used to wear like these little pleated short skirts to work you know with boots and stuff like that so i always like kind of dressed like a little bit more you know but i wasn't really like like some crazy sex girl like i wasn't really open about that let's go back what did you grow up in la or yeah. you grew up in la and and your mom is white mm-hmm Okay, and what's her back? I mean, I don't she's, need to. I don't need to know her name, but I mean, what, what, you know, was she artist? What did she? Oh, she, oh, her. What does she do? Like, do for a living and stuff like that? Yeah. What was her back? What's her background? She, well, she grew up in actually. She grew up in Redondo Beach. Okay. Um. So she's from California too. Um. She um. She's like red hair, blue eyes, and she actually has been. She was an administrative assistant for her whole life, pretty much. She was always in a support position. She was. Really, she really liked it. She really liked. Like, being an assistant to people. I hated it. Oh, it was miserable. But and, and when you told your mom, what was her reaction? Well, what I did was I, I told her I had to talk to her. And I, I said, yeah. you want it? I think you should have a glass of wine. Let's get you a glass of wine. And she's like, uh-oh. And the thing, too, is that she's already been shocked by, like, you know, when I started getting tattoos, that was, like, a big deal. You know, she's like, oh, God. You know, like, not yeah. another one. So, you know, oh I kind of threw... If she's going to ret- re- re- respond to, react to... Tattoo like that, you know. It was like I just kind of like you know like I kept throwing stuff at her over the course of like you know a certain amount of time. So she was like, kind of I don't want to say immune to it, but she you know she had gone through a lot with me already. Yeah. Um. And so when I told her that I needed to talk to her, she started just like guessing all these different things, and so she. Well, got, what did she guess? I want to know. She like she asked me if I was pregnant. She asked <laughs> me if I was because I was like that would be the worst for her. She like she's like the mom that doesn't want me to have like ever ever have kids because it means that she's old. <laughs> it means yeah. that she's grandma. She's old. But um, like she said, she asked me if I was pregnant. She asked me if I, um, she asked me if I did I get arrested or what was it? What was some of the other things? She asked, oh god, I don't remember. I don't remember what they were. But she 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 names a few like really bad things. And so when I got like that's kind of shocking because you know, granted, I only met I saw you met you a couple of times, but you never struck me like a troublemaker. I wasn't. I was actually really really good. That's I, what I thought. Yeah. Because I have like I have a pretty strong conscience, and so yeah. I couldn't really get like. I well, that's your, that's your problem if you're going to go into porn business, then. 
No, no, not really though. <laughs> like I actually make. Like, I don't know. I, I seem to make work because he's not really doing anything bad. Because I'm I'm also like, I I'm the kind of person who likes to take risks to a certain set, sure. extent too. Like I think it's I'm, I'm kind of a I'm adrenaline seeker. Yeah. You know I'm not the kind of person who necessarily will go. Although I love jumping out of planes. I love skydiving. I'm not like one who's just going to go, oh, there's a cliff. Let me go jump off of it and see what happens. You know, like I just for fun, you know, it's like I'm not like crazy like that. But things that are like that this comes some kind of risk to you, I like I, I need I need some of that, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. And so it's like an exciting job. And so it's like fun. I love it. So when you finally told her what she said, she actually responded really well. I was really surprised that she was like, OK, with it. But it was because it didn't hit her yet. And th this is the thing is that, this is what I always knew about my mom, is that when she found out her problem wouldn't be with me, what, with me doing it, it would be what were her, are her friends gonna think of her as a mom for, to have a daughter who would be doing something like this. Yeah. Because people always assume like, what's wrong, you know, like, yeah. oh, she must be damaged or something, you know. And, um, and so I, I knew that it would be one of the, it would be something like, oh my, what are my friends gonna think of me? Did so later on, did she have uh, problems? She well, she what happened was like that day she actually responded really well and she was like, oh, okay, you know, and I was like, okay, and then the next day she called me and she's like, it's kind of bothering me and I and I said to her, I said, you're I'm like you're, I'm like you're worried what your friends are gonna think of you, aren't you? Like yeah. is that what you're? And she's like, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I figured as much. I'm like, think about it this way, I said, no one's gonna bring it up to you, because that means that they're watching it, and yeah. so you have to think it's always gonna be worse on their end because. They have to admit to watching it before they can even say anything to right. you or even like think anything of you. And so and that people have issues just with that alone. So you're fine. But I mean, did, did she ever tell you later on that somebody did bring it up? No, no, she never did. And, she's, and now the way it is, is like I'll talk to her about it openly. Uh, but she's kind of like if we don't talk about it, if it's not in her face, it doesn't really it's not really happening. Yeah. And so she she doesn't it doesn't bother her, but she doesn't really want to talk about it either so much. Yeah. Are you only child? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I was the only one. I was enough, though. I don't think they would have been able to handle another one. See, it's... I think your dad's reaction is kind of common. You know, I have to, I hate for, to say, I, I thought it was for a Japanese for, guy, it's kind of common, I hate to say. Really? I mean, I know Japanese guys are total pervs. Yeah. But, like... Like, I don't know, but to, for your daughter to be doing it. But my dad's kind of a narcissistic, like, I mean, he has, I'm, I think he has narcissistic personalities. Are they still married? No. 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 They got divorced, like, a long time ago. My mom actually got remarried. He got remarried. And then they got, they both got divorced. Did he marry uh, to another white woman? Yeah. Oh, my dad likes, he likes American women. He would never date anyone Asian. Oh, my huh. God. He's so weird. But he's not not necessarily a typical Japanese man either in the way where he like he's not jealous at all. So he doesn't. That's very have, Japanese. He, he's not he's not jealous. He's um he's he's a clean freak. I mean like anal anal clean. So he like he would always have the house clean. Like he didn't expect the woman to to really. He wanted everything like everything was equal in my house. My mom cleaned just as much as my dad did. My dad cooked all the time too. So he's not really sexist. No, no. But then he told, like, when I was growing up, this is, and this is, this is another unusual, not Japanese thing, is with me, instead of, like, encouraging me to go to school, he goes, don't waste your money on college, just learn how to type. Huh. That's what he told me. I'm like, wow, thanks, Dad. Dream big. <laughs> Wait. Um, so, I'm curious, what, did, did your mom tell you, was it not? 
because how old is your mom around? Or you, is this a sensitive uh, No, I don't actually, to be honest, like I thought she was a lot younger than like, I, I think I did that. She was like in her 60s, but I don't know what. So she met him maybe when, when she was in her 20s? Late 20s. Late 20s. So that means he was he was not much older. He was like what, like eight years. So they met like maybe in late seventies. No wait, no four three years three years different. They're in age. They are. So and yes, yeah, so I don't know exactly when they mm -hmm. met, but it was it was like the way that they met was kind of weird. Cause my mom like, I don't know they like she her car broke down and he just happened to be there to help her. That's how it started. They're in the yeah they're in like the 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 um, parking garage at like where she worked or something like that and she had car trouble and he was like oh do you need help and he just happened to be there and so she's like yeah sure and she was look she was in a bad roommate situation she's looking for like you know like i guess she, i don't know she's looking for someone to take care of her kind of and he i mean not take care of her she worked mm -hmm. her entire life literally but but like it just worked out it was like it just it's, it seemed to make sense and my dad always like he always worked his ass off to you know and how long were they married for um they were married for 18 years. Oh, so they were married for a long time. Yeah, yeah. They and it was yeah it was. I I guess I'm curious because you know you it's it's quite often you see it other way around. It's usually an Asian woman with a white guy, so it's kind of really unusual. I think this must 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 be in like late 70s, right? With your dad and your mom. Yeah. 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 Did they ever say like there was like a problem with the family members? They didn't like that. Oh my my gr my grandparents were extremely. It, this is a funny. On actually, which side? Your mother's my side. My mom's side. They're yeah. super racist. And like and in fact, I was told that they actually told everyone in the family that if they went to my parents' wedding, then they would disown them. Um, but the the crazy thing about what happened with that is that it, it kind of bit them in the ass because my mom married a Japanese man, my aunt married a Persian man, my my uncle had two kids one with a black woman and a mexican woman yeah and so like literally i have every single race in my family now like every single race it, it, they just started it out they like kicked off the like <laughs> but were they I'm, I'm trying to be fair, fair to them too because you know they probably grew up in period when they were kids world war ii right so that probably has some it was fact. it was but it was here though they grew yeah. up they're they're all from california so, I mean, you think it'd be a little bit more, you know, but, but, you know, I mean, yeah, they're so old, though. I mean, you yeah. know, it's like they were interesting. My my grandmother's a total hippie, too. But I mean, you know, whatever the feeling they might have about their daughter marrying oh, Japanese they, guy, they, but they must love you as a grandkid. Oh, no, right? they even warmed it to my dad because like whenever I didn't even know about a lot of stuff until later, because whenever mm. we would go to family things, my, they would always be talking to my dad and like no problem. Mm. So, I mean, they didn't really like it didn't I didn't really notice as that is being an issue as much or like you know and my and my grandfather was always very cold and like just in general so it wasn't like you know but when did you find out later when, when you were a lot older yeah i was a little older before when i found like was hearing stories and stuff like who that. told you um i don't remember who told me but i know that like when my mom and dad got married there was only two people at their wedding they just like, lived oh, in vegas man. oh yeah it's just their Wait, best friends but none, of, none of your dad's family uh, flew in oh my dad my dad's my dad's parents disowned him because Married a white woman? No, because he wanted to be an artist and they wanted him to work for the government. And they just uh. said, like, he just said, screw you, I'm leaving. And so that's when he came here. And they, I mean, I do, I did go to Japan, though, and I did meet them when I was a baby. Um, that's the only time you went? Yeah, I don't, re I don't remember them. I really, and there's not, there's, a, there's some pictures of me with them. But, like, I mean, he really didn't go back very much. So ever since then, you haven't been back and you have any interaction with them? No, but I don't even speak to my dad anymore, though. You don't? No, my dad disowned me. Because of the porn? No. 
Everybody always thinks that's so funny because like everyone always like assumes it's porn. And it's like, it's totally not. It has nothing to do with that. Wow, what's, what, what's all this disowning stuff? I don't know. It's bullshit. My dad's an idiot. <laughs> He's like, he basically turned into his, his parents. And, and, and what, what's the reasoning behind disowning? Because uh... I actually have like um, a history of depression. And it was too much of a pain in the butt for him to deal with. <laughs> That's like dead serious. He actually wrote me a letter mm-hmm. saying that it was too much. He didn't want to deal with it anymore. I'm like, what are you dealing with? You're not even, you don't even live so, with me. So when was the last time you talked to him? Three years ago, four years ago. And he doesn't call you? Oh, no. No, no, no. He's, I don't know. I don't. And I'm an only child, too. That's a yeah. great thing. But he's, but like I said, he has like narcissistic personality disorder. Like, I'm not kidding. He, he actually does. He can turn any conversation into being about him. So you mean to tell me if you're on fire, he's not going to do anything if he's this is Okay, there? this is the thing with my dad, okay? This is, this is how it started, okay? This is the, I'll tell you really quickly how it started. He actually got married to this woman who is like, she was a horrible person, okay? She's a horrible person. She's a lot younger than him, but she was a fucking cop. I mean, how, much, how old is she about? She was about 15 years younger than him. She was still older, but she was a she was a fucking cunt. She was totally after his money. It was obvious. They spent yeah. one, they spent an entire year on the prenup because yeah. she wanted a twenty a two million dollar life insurance policy on him, <laughs> and she wanted everything, and he was gonna yeah. give me half of everything. Yeah. And so, be, and the way that he did it, because he he even told me that he compared he compared his marriage to a business transaction. Yeah. When he said so, when he's like, trust me, I was smart when I did the prenup because he did it where she had to be with him for a certain amount of time. To, make, to end up getting anything. So she had to put in the years, and the longer she was with him, the more she would get out of the marriage. Like, yeah. Are so they still married? No. What happened was she gave him an ultimatum and said, either her or me. About you? Yeah. And that's how Who it started. Does that? That's how it started. Mm-hmm. Because she, cause I, was, I was getting half of everything in the will. That's, like, that's how he had it set up, because I was an only child, whatever. It was before her. And she didn't want that. She said, no, I want half of everything. And so that's what it wait, was. Wait, 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 wait. It wasn't good enough. Did she get half? You get half? That wasn't good enough for her. I was, I was getting. She wanted my, the money I was supposed to get, and so, and mm-hmm. so she like she gave me and because I was going through a lot like d- during the time like when they were kind of like I don't know when they're married, then I guess it, she didn't want to have to deal with it. She didn't want me to be like take up any of his time or something. So she gave him an ultimatum, and then he picked her over me, and then during and then what happened was I found he out he picked you. No, he picked her over me. And then, uh-huh. I, and then that's when it started. That's when he disowned yeah. me. And then I found out. This is, I found out later that he actually split up with her. He just chose not to have a relationship with me anymore because of he and he didn't want to deal with it. So I found out later that he actually never he ended up splitting up with her anyways. So, uh, how long were they married for? Um, they were married for a few years. He actually tried to buy me off. He By wanted, you? Yeah, he wanted he wanted me to be okay because I told him I wasn't okay with marriage because I red flag red flag if someone's trying to get a, a two million dollar life insurance policy on you don't you think you'd be a little fucking worried they're gonna try to kill you? And I talked to his lawyer. I talked to like so many people, and everyone's yeah. like everyone was worried about him. Yeah. Everybody was. Everyone's like this is not good. I said I know. You know why this is so funny to me? No, I mean I'm not. I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm it, not, was, no. it was ridiculous. It, 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 it's funny because you were in Dexter, right? On mm-hmm. Showtime. <laughs> There's a lot of that shit in the show. So people getting murdered for dumb stuff. So No, it's it's dr- like my life it should be like a really bad soap opera. It, like I, the stuff the stories I have, it's, it should be a really bad soap. It would probably be a pretty good bad soap opera. You don't want um, you don't want to write a book? 
I actually have somebody who has been asking me because he wants to be my ghostwriter. Yeah. And he's been asking me for like a while. He's like, when we get started on your book, and I'm like, and I'm like, I know. I'm like, we should. And I just, I guess, I never really like took it totally seriously. Mm-hmm. But he's been, he's been the one that's been constantly contacting me, going, let's start like start working on it. And so I, I can do it. I probably should do it. I think it'd be interesting. I mean, I don't know how it would, it would be kind of a clusterfuck of disaster. <laughs> like the book would be like all. Well, over I, the place, I'm, I'm curious about your um, your parents' dynamic because yeah, that's so weird. Um, he could be, <laughs> but he's not a. You wouldn't say your dad's a jerk, would you? Oh, he's a piece of shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, but like I said, he has when you have like someone with narcissistic personality disorder. Yeah. It's an actual disorder. I mean, it's like okay, it could be something could happen, and it could be like this person did this, and it's it's obvious. This proof. It's like it it happened. Yeah. And you you can like so like I would go to him and say like you know well this happened and so you know you know this I'm mad because you know this is what happened and that that's all there is to it. He will find a way to turn it around so that you're apologizing to him for something by the end of the conversation. And you feel like shit at the end of it. And when you're like, wait a second, that this has nothing to do with anything. Like, I, I don't even know how this happens. Like, he can turn everything to be about him and how he's like the victim. And he's like, you know, poor him. If you like approach him with anything about you. If you write a book, it'll be interesting if you go back to Japan, talk to his. Is his parents still alive? No, no. Any bro- bro- brothers, siblings? Cousins. No, he was an only child as well. He actually had a, a sister that died um, as a baby, and I guess that was part of the whole thing too. Is like his parents landed. But you don't know any fam- his family members in Japan. No, no, you don't know. No, you're not saying he doesn't have any. You just don't know. There that. are some there, but like it's kind of a mess, and, and there's not that many of them. I think he has like a cousin, a cousin, and like an aunt or something like that. I see. But I mean, see, he got the house. He got the house when they they died, but it ended up being costing him more to to own it than to. To sell it, I wanted. To, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I want the house. Want to like do it up because it was one yeah. of those old, old, really cool Japanese. You know, like, oh, that would be rad to have something like that in Japan. Your mom, did she marry another Asian guy? No, no. Um, she married another Pisces. He <laughs> was the same Pisces. Uh-huh. Um, but he was actually white. He is uh, from Texas, and um, he was in bands. And uh, they're divorced now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one that took a weird turn. That took a really weird turn. Okay, so you have unusual dad, and your mom is very uh, seemed like a pretty clean cut. You know, like to follow rules and things like that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <coughs> My mom is yeah. She definitely is. She has some like she's she's so, like she can be kind of open minded. It's kind of surprising because she can kind of be open minded, but then all of a sudden she'll kind of like fall back to very like kind of traditional way of thinking. Sure. But then it's weird because but then at the same time she's like she was always kind of the cool mom. But it's it's so it's it's she's kind of a, a contradiction, I guess. So you grew up in Southern California, and uh, you, you don't mind talking about which high school you went to? Oh, I, I don't. I won't say. Okay, okay. So you went. I grew hi- up in the valley, though. Okay, you grew up in the valley. You um, San Fernando Valley. You went to school there, and my I went to like one of those rich schools, you know, like the one like okay. rich kids. Because my my dad actually he came here he came to the U.S. with a hundred dollars. He ended up becoming a multimillionaire. So he was an artist, but successful business man as well. Yeah, you went very, to school here, and so how did that get into the porn business happen? Me? I mean, of course, if you're in San Fernando Valley, there's porn there. I didn't even know anything. I it's funny too because I remember like hearing about kids that I went to school with 
that like had parents that were in the porn business. Yeah. Like there's rumor, yeah, oh yeah, this person, like their parents are in porn, you know, I'm like, what? You know, I mean it was I heard about it. I wasn't really exposed to anything though. You know that mall on um Sepulveda and Ventura? That that that, that Sherman Oh, Sherman Oaks, yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, mall is funny because if if you walk around, well, at least I did, like every other time I I went to that mall, I will I will recognize somebody in the dope business. Yeah. Because I worked in it for so long, you know, sometimes maybe they didn't know who I was, but uh, I, I could tell, you know, and if you live in, especially in the valley, eventually you're going to meet someone who worked in it or have something to do with it. Yeah. I but you didn't know. You probably probably was shelter life a little bit. Um, Shelter. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I probably uh, you could, could probably consider it to be sheltered. I mean, I, I think I was kind of exposed to a lot, but um, but, but, I, but but were you surprised when you find out that most of the porn in America is made in the in the valley later on? I just heard I heard stuff about it. Like mm -hmm. it's like, like I was friends with people who um, whose parents like worked like there's this one girl I actually was pretty good friends with. And the, the thing is, is that the kids that I was friends with that had parents in the, in, who were in the business, they they didn't really talk about it. But they, you know, everyone knew, but they didn't really talk about it. Like, for my one friend, she ended up working in her parents' business, but they, like, owned, like, a store. I think yeah. it was, like, with sex toys, stuff like that. And also did production, which still I don't know what company it was. But, um, because I, I ran into her. I was actually shooting. I was shooting one day, and um, she was working in the building next door. Oh, really? Yeah, with her parents. So I was, like, she was doing bookkeeping for them. That's what she ended up doing. Was she, was she surprised when she found out that you were doing it? Um... I think everybody kind of was shocked because I it just wasn't like that. Like I don't know, I didn't have that reputation. As so how, how did it happen? Like how did you get in? It was like I was married at the time. It was okay. kind of a dare. It was kind of like it was. Your it was, husband dared you? It it wasn't. It was okay. It was weird. It's like it was at first. It was a progression. Yeah. So I started. It was started with with stripping actually. Um, I was working. I had my day job. Yeah. And um, I was you know I was working in an office and I was bored and I wanted to go back to school. But like I was, I was really just bored. I really hated my job. And um, we're, one day we we're just like looking through like one of those, um, what was it, the, that newspaper? I don't remember which one it is. It's like you know the one that's the weekly newspaper, LA Weekly or something LA like that. LA Weekly, yeah. And in the back they have like strip clubs. Or strip something. clubs. We're like um, looking through escorting. it. And he, I think it was like it was some kind of thing where he's like, he's like made like a joke or something like that about me doing it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I don't think I could do that. And he's like. Yeah, he's like, I can never see you doing that. I'm like, well, maybe I can. Yeah. He's like, yeah, right. I'm like, I don't know, maybe I should try it. And like, literally, like, just that took me all the way to a strip club and like talking to the owner about me dancing there. So that day you went to strip to yeah. strip club. Yeah. To talk to and we talked to the owner and he's like, yeah, just come in, you know, like, you know, come in like one of the days and you, we can get you on stage. And I was like, okay. I'm like, oh god, I'm actually gonna do this. It was like a dare, but I don't, but I don't back down. Like, if someone says I can't do something, then I have to prove to them I can. And so that's really what what happened is like, it, it started with that with just like stripping. I started doing that at night, like a couple of days a week. I would go to work. Did you know how to dance? No, I never did. How does that work? Like, so do they teach you or no? You, no. It's just get on stage, and I just kind of like. I mean, I watched some of the girls, oh but God. you can't do any kind of like pole work when you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You know? I mean, you can't. It's really hard. But most most guys don't, they don't complain, right? As long as you take your clothes off, they're okay. It wasn't even it wasn't even full nude either. It was bikini because it was they served they served alcohol. So in Hollywood, it's ah uh, uh, so okay. So you're on bikini, you're dancing around. It was and it was like such a rush, like being on stage and stuff like that. Like that first time I went on stage, it was like horrifying, but it was so like it was like 
you know, like it was just a rush. It was fun. It was fun. I liked it. I liked the fact that I was scared shitless to get on stage and I didn't know what I was doing. And it was just like kind of an adventure in itself. And, and can so we, can we be blunt too? most women do like attention, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like when people look at me. I actually have a weird thing with that. Like I hate when people look at me and I actually get pissed off sometimes when people do. But 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 I so I call myself a closet. Like I guess I'm like this is a closet case when it comes to like liking attention. But the but I re realized what the problem was, like why I hated people looking at me, and it's yeah. because I'm so clumsy that I know people are always looking at me when I like trip and stuff like that. I always know if people are looking at me, then I'm then they're more likely going to see me do something stupid because yeah. I'm always falling down and stuff like that it happens to me all the time. So uh, yeah, realistically, I think that yeah, and women do like. I mean, everybody likes to be noticed. So you started dancing, and how long did you do that for? Um, I did that for a year. I started doing. And your husband was okay. He used to come, and he used to come. He used to come to the club every once in a while. He would come, and he would sit at the um, at the stage, and he would talk me up to other people, going, "Damn, she's hot," and stuff like that, to get people to give me money. <laughs> <laughs> he was totally working it for me. It was so funny. Like he wouldn't act like he knew who I was. He would just like, you know, just, it was so funny. It, yeah, he he loved. It. He thought it was fun, you know. He thought and, it was. And did you just work one for one strip club or? Yeah, okay. I just worked for one, and it was it was cool. It was like you know, I mean, it was. Did they treat you all right? Yeah, the owner was great. It was the, he ended up selling it to these this other these two other people who were like really like they're I didn't really like them and they kind of changed the vibe of the place. Mm -hmm. But um, he ended up coming back. But that was when I was leaving because what happened was that kind of opened up other things. I started talking to some of the girls and there was like, you know, there was a lot of a couple of girls there who did for, um, who like modeled for like um, alt model modeling. Yeah. And I had the tattoos and everything. And so um, and that was even before I had the, the dragon. But but they were doing that. And it, like that was when Suicide Girls was really big. And it seemed like I it think was they're still kind of big, aren't they? Are they? I don't know. Uh. They might be. But there it's hard to get picture sets on there because I actually yeah. submitted a couple. They didn't take any of mine. But like, and so that what happened was I started as like for fun on the weekends. Now I, I added on doing um, modeling and, and it was just regular artistic. Like I like doing, like I would look at people's Is portfolios. Is it full nude or? No, it was just artistic modeling. Okay. But when you do that, like people will always kind of like see what, you know, like if you're willing to take your top off or whatever for it. And um, so I did for a couple of them and I realized I was really comfortable taking my clothes off. Right. And so I thought, well, if I'm going to be taking my clothes off for these pictures, then I might as well get paid for it, you know? And so that's kind of what led me to go to an agency. And then that's when I went to see in September where it was Exotic Star. Um, to her and I and I told her I wanted, you know. That Wait, did you go Mike South or something? or? No, with Exotic Star Models. Okay. September, Dawn. I went and talked to her and she said, well, they don't really just do pictures anymore. It's kind of video and pictures. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. She's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know. And then she's like, but if you know, if you want, you can start off like just with like solo, you know, and see how you feel. And I'm like, maybe. And so like, I kind of went back and it was, it, it was another kind of like dare thing where I, it was, you know, I'm like, I don't know. He's like, he's like, so he's like video. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I can never see you doing that. I'm like, I know. And I'm like, wait a second, maybe I can. <laughs> and so I, I like, and that's kind of how it started is like, yeah, maybe I can. Okay, fine. Now I'm going to do it. I'm going to have to do it. And um, so I told her I would do, I would start off with solo girl, girl stuff. And girl, girl still was like, like a stretch for me. My first shoot was on Easter Sunday. I'd had a solo scene. And the first time you did it with another person was another girl. Do you remember the actress? I don't remember who it was, um, actually. And it was funny, too, because I was supposed to be in a dominating, like, it was like, I had the dark hair. She was blonde. She yeah. was all cutesy, and I was supposed to be more dominating. I think it was for 
was my first girl girl for pistol whip it might have been for pistol whip. i don't remember for sure if that was it but i remember having to be dominant and i like so didn't know what i was doing i know this is like a really weird question but um do you remember how much they were paying back then for girl girl stuff mm -hmm. how much did they pay you it was 800. oh my god so it was a really different time i don't oh. think you get 800 now no no i don't think they, they don't i don't know what they i don't know why i haven't done any girl girl actually since i've been back but i don't know what they charge now but i don't think it's i don't oh think oh my god they're paying 800 for girl girl yeah 800 for girl girl and then of course if there's anything extra whatever like you know then it probably would be like you know there'd be more if so that, that must have been exciting right like you you find out you you could do it oh yeah that first you feel day comfortable. i did like my first solo was easter sunday it was so like after I was like this is awesome like I had it was and it was it was scary because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. They handed me there was one where they handed me the douche right and I go into the bathroom and I sat there and looked at it and said I don't know what the fuck to do with this thing. And I, you, I, until that day, you haven't been with another woman, have you? Oh no, this was this is just my solo scene. Oh okay. And they, they, they well they first brought me into a closet and it was literally a walk-in closet filled with with dildos. Yeah. And that they're every size you could possibly imagine. They said, okay, we need you. Like, this is like a big solo, you know, like big toy thing. And I like look at them and I pick the smallest ones. And he's like, no, no. He's like, they have to be like <clears throat> decent and they have to get bigger. And I'm yeah. like, bigger? And how much, how much did they pay you for that one solo? Solo, I think was like four or $500. Oh my God. <laughs> Not going to happen these days. Oh my See, God. Yeah. So it's, it's, isn't it weird? Like you, you you just take it for granted back then, you know? Well, it, it, it just was what it was, yeah. you know? I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't really questioned because it was what it was. And, you know, that was the time too, where like, you know, first anals and stuff like that, like people were getting five grand for that. Now it's like people probably laugh in your face if you ask for five grand. All right, so you, you did a girl, girl, and how long did you do a bunch of girls until you decided to do a a guy. It didn't take long because the thing is, is that there's you're really limited in work. Yeah. And I wanted to work like a lot. I wanted to be busy. And so while you were doing this, did you still have a regular job? Mm hmm. I was working a day job. Um, did, they, did they find out or you quit before they find out? I quit before they found out. But what the way they found out was that, that when they dumped my computer, they ended up looking through my computer. Ah. IT department did. OK, did it. And, and how did you? find that out somebody I, I think i did searches for myself on there and stuff like that on the internet and they probably just uh, they pulled all that stuff and they, they found out that they looked it up and they saw me picture but how do you know that they find out they somebody, somebody from told me i see and yeah. what was the what was the reaction and they basically just spread it all over the company ever. <laughs> yeah it, it it didn't yeah it didn't take long for it to be everywhere and then i was getting called then i was getting calls for my other job because i worked in um i was working at like artist entertainment before you know like i had like you know Jobs that, and then I got pe like people who were contacting me from there going, yeah. So you're doing that now, huh? <laughs> but you didn't you didn't feel shame, did you? No, because the thing is, is that like when I made a decision to do porn, like I knew why I was doing it. I knew like I I felt like I was very secure. Yeah. You know, like I wasn't I wasn't doing it for the money. I wasn't doing it like I it was something that I wanted to do. Is my choice, and it was it was a choice that I made for myself. Um, it, 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 when it comes down to one big part, must been just work, right? I mean, it really is. It was, it was, and also, well, it allowed me to go back to school because that's, right. like, that's what I wanted to do. I didn't want to be stuck as an assistant for the rest of my life. I was so miserable. I'm like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. I can't. And so I was going back to school, and I was just like, everything in my life was going really, it was working really, really well. And I was doing really well. And so 
there was nothing anyone can really see to me. My friend Bo is a photographer and he's married, and um, that, and he and his wife are a very open-minded, cool couple, and they have uh, their girlfriend, and I don't want to say her name, but she's in the adult business, and she's been to school for a long time, and she's become a finally vet- veterinarian's assistant, you know, taking care of animals and stuff. But, I mean, that's happened. I know Chris Rock made a joke about, you know, how many of these girls actually go to school, but, I mean, there are, they do go, go to School. I went to school yeah. for a long time. Yeah. I went to school way longer than I probably should have because I kept changing my major. I started as an art major and ended up as a as a, a gender studies major. And you finished school, right? I didn't. I didn't get a chance to. Ah. Yeah, because I. That's when the industry slowed down, and I couldn't afford to go back to, to go sure. to school anymore. So I and I had to quit and just like find find other ways, you know. And that 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 sucked because I I kept wanting to go back, but then when you are away from school for so long, then they'll literally drop you from the roster. Yeah. And that's what happened. And so I have to basically re-enroll to get back. And it just sucked because I was on, I was really doing well as far as like going towards my degree and everything. Sure. And I I had everything. After all, you're half Asian, of course. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because like when I was in school, when I was in high school, everybody thought that because I was Asian, I was smart. And so people used to copy off my test and I was was like a solid C student. So I'd be like, yeah, go ahead, copy, go ahead. <laughs> I would just assume to be smart. I'm like, yeah, you know, taking account I'm actually half white. <laughs> so when you told your husband you um gonna do a guy, what was his reaction? I didn't. I it was it was some everything every decision that was made was made together. It was and it wasn't necessarily my idea. It was like it was just stuff we always we would discuss it. Like, you know, I'm like and I want he wanted, was cool with it? He he actually thought it, he actually came to one of the sets because he was he um dropped me off and he was gonna wait in the car. And then the director's like, you know, is he? I'm like, I see, yeah, my, my husband's in the car waiting. And she's yeah. like, why is he in the car? Tell him to come in. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah. And it was just like, it was a, Mr. Marcus, I was working with him. It was um, a blowjob <sighs> scene. Blowjob scene. And it was. Wait, wait. So your first scene with, with Mr. Marcus? Oh, I don't know if it was my first. No, it wasn't. That wasn't my first scene. My first boy girl was um, Manaconda. Wait a minute. That I'm was before I knew better. <laughs> Was he a black guy? Oh yeah, he was kickstand. He was short. He had a big, he was a uh, twelve inches. Okay. Yeah, he yeah, and then shortly after that, I ended up in the hospital. Actually. Because it, because it's doing a scene with him. It was a combination. It was that, and then also I worked with somebody else who was trying to overcompensate for being smaller, and he was like in a mood that day, and he just slammed the shit out of me, and I end up um, having a bruised cervix. I end up what, in the hospital what, on morphine. You want to give me a name or? Oh no, I actually did tell a lot of people the story, and then it got back to him. I felt so bad. I felt so bad. I so I can't say. All right. So you yeah. don't want to tell me. No, no. no okay. he, he actually he wanted to work with me so bad again so to make up for it to show me that he wasn't really like always like. Yeah. But it was yeah. I felt bad because I I didn't realize whenever I tell stories about me if they're about other people too I need to still shut my mouth because I I d- I don't realize how small the industry is. It's like high school. No, that that is hundred percent sure. Oh, I know. It's ridiculous. The gossip is just oh god, it's horrible. So you you did that black guy, then you did a white guy after that. Yeah, I did. It was back to back. Like I did him, and then the next day mm-hmm. I I um, worked with. A t- I, it was like a last minute. Like somebody had canceled, and they they yeah. asked me if I wanted to take it, and so I'm like, yeah, sure. And then um, the next day after that, I think it was the next day. All of a sudden, like I was in so much pain. Just I don't know. I was in so much pain. I was like, it, it was bad. They actually gave me Demerol. It didn't work. They had to give me morphine in order. To, like that's the only thing that worked. I was in that much pain. They couldn't figure out what was wrong with me when I went to the emergency room. They couldn't figure it out. Well, what was what was the problem? It was a bruised cervix. But they but the, oh my God. but the thing is though is that they and I had an infection too. But they they didn't know what was wrong. Well, stop stop. Okay, so your bruise inside. Mm-hmm. Was it bleeding? Um. 
No. Oh, yeah. I was. It was. It, that was a part of the infection because I had gotten infected or something. Something. I don't know exactly what it was. Um, at the time. I but, mean, what kind of infection but, were we talking? But here? they thought it was. They thought it was, I had. My, it was an appendix problem, and I knew what it was. But yeah. like you know, they thought it was. And so they, they. I got so many tests, and they're like, "We can't figure out what's wrong with you." I'm like, yeah, yeah I know. It's because. <laughs> wait, wait. I mean, I, I, you don't have to answer if it makes you uncomfortable, but what did your vagina look like? Oh, it was fine. You, there was really nothing wrong with it. It was, it was inside. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like I had my period. Yeah. That was it. That was the only thing is that I was like, that's, I thought I like, I, for some reason I was like bleeding like I had my period. And so I had to use sponges and stuff like that. And I didn't know, realize that yeah. it, what the problem was, was that it was, it was an infection. And what, kind, of, what kind of infection was it? Oh, it was like I think it probably was because I had like there was maybe like obstruction from from doing one of those. So once doctor figure out what was the problem, how yeah, just is antibiotics like any kind of like you know like if you get antibiotics like whatever and then that you're fine. I it like cleared up right away. But how long did it take? How long did you wait before you went back to work? Oh, I I oh probably just a couple of days. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Oh, I like I was during that time. I was like, I realized how healthy you have to you have to be to do this job because because your body goes through so much. For sure. That like if you're not like if you don't take care of yourself, then you're going to be get you know, you're going to be getting sick all the time. You're well, especially the girls and new ones and especially they're young and like they don't pay attention, especially during the AVN award shows. I pay really close. I was really like anything. In fact, it was so funny because even like smell, that whole thing was fun. I used to have my, my ex-husband do the sniff test because I like knew I didn't. There was a zero cent. Right. So if there was even like a one or if it's on like the one or two scale, then I'd be like, OK, because, you know, you can get bacterial infections. Super. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, smell from where? Between your legs? Yeah. Or, yeah. I used to have him do the sniff test all the time. I'm like, OK, tell me, is there anything? He goes, no, you're good or whatever. And so if you said there was like a, even a two or three, I'd be like on it, you know, I'd be like, wait, okay. wait, wait. What does that mean? Two or three? Like if there was even like a, a hint of something, mm -hmm. because you can get like yeast infections, bacterial infections are like they're like like so common that it's like like no big deal if you have one you know but uh, this is something i've said this before on the uh, show um belladonna was telling i think it was belladonna who was telling people on her uh, movies if the guy's guy's dick smells sweet she think he has diabetic and it's true i've heard from doctors and nurses dealing with people with diabetic problem they have a smell like the really sweetness yeah even their urine was taste sweet I know that, like, I, I know that I don't, and I still am, like, I think that the, the thing behind, like, come as far as, because every once in a while, you'll get somebody with the most awful, bitter, like, strong, bitter tasting come. I mean, like, really bitter and really strong. It's diet, right? Mostly? I think it's dehydration. I think that's what, I think that guys who have that really strong, like, you know, kind of funky, because every once in a while, it'd be like that, and it's really gross, but, like, that I, I'm convinced it's actually guys who are dehydrated. They're not drinking enough water. Yeah, not drinking enough water. Um, not hydrated enough, and maybe drinking alcohol. Okay. And then and not drinking enough water. I th I think that that's what it is. What What was other smells you had? Like not necessarily you, but like when you're working with somebody. Did Did you ever stop? Like I'm not going to work with this guy because there's a certain smell about him. I had okay. I I I can count as far as bad experiences on set. I can count them on one hand. Like okay. I have not had very many bad experiences. I did have one experience that was probably one of the, it was probably one of the worst. It, it might have been the worst. It was it was it definitely in the top three uh, worst. But you don't want to give me names. I don't remember what his name was. Okay. He was kind of he was new. What happened was I was actually booked to work with somebody else, but the guy never showed up. 
And That's always a problem. It Ugh. sucked. It actually sucked because he said he was on his way. But then I'm like waiting. I was there for three hours waiting for the guy. Yeah. And I thought they were going to kill the scene. But then like they end up getting this guy last minute. And the director's like, like, oh, no, he's he's good. He's, he's good looking. Really good looking. He's new. Now, new is like always a red flag. Like, oh, great. A new guy. You know, because like, you know, that you're going to have to tell him what's because, you know, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And so because, because if you're right, because even if you're a new girl, you could fake it. Guys, it's kind of hard to fake it when you're gone. Either you're you're hard and you could come when they tell you. That there's, there's trouble with that. There's um there's trouble keeping it hard or come you know I mean but that's but that's not even it. It's even like so much. It's like how like helping hold you up. I mean if you have to tell a lot of guys don't even know that they need to give you a fucking hand. Mm -hmm. It's like it's great and all if you could do squats, you know, like mm -hmm. you know on your own. But like when you're doing it on a, like a lumpy bed for like you know. Yeah fucking five minutes straight it's brutal you know you need someone to just kind of give you a little hand yeah. there and so they people need to know like stuff like that you don't want to tell them in the middle of a scene to like be like can you like fucking give yeah. me you know and so like just little things like that it's like a lot of new guys they just don't know they don't know you know and i've had there was one new guy who actually came in first position with me that was fun he came in his hand i was like right away yeah what, what so it's that's awkward because the i've had i actually just had it happen again so I've had two guys come in in first position. The the with the last guy, I thought he didn't like me because he kept he was soft, like he wasn't keeping his dick hard. I was like, I was like, why is he kept going soft? Soft, and I told the director, I said he just doesn't like me. I'm like, I don't know what to do, you know, like I'm trying, but I don't. And what happened? What I found out because then all of a sudden, so he was soft the whole time, and then all of a sudden he came, and I'm like, what? You know, like what's yeah. going on? And I found out that what he said is he was so like overly sensitive for some reason that he about kept, what he was just overly sensitive that day. Like his dick was really sensitive, uh -uh. and so what, so he kept stopping. That's why he kept him going soft. Yeah, it's because he kept trying to hold back, and then but he just then he just couldn't. and He just came, and so I was like, okay, now it makes sense. It wasn't so much. It wasn't interesting. But by the way, right? I don't, I'm not judging these guys because I wouldn't even be able to do it. You oh, know, it's I, hard. I, I, it, it's the pressure on the guys, especially a bunch of people standing around and filming you. So it's I'm not so, judging them. No, no, it's so hard. Like I actually, I'm always really nice to the guys because I know how difficult it is. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, I never try to make it harder than it needs to be. You know, because it is a tough job. That's why there's not that many guys doing it. Like it's really difficult to do it because I mean, many guys want to do it. They don't realize how humiliating it could be for a guy to do, though. Yeah. I mean, it's humiliating. I've seen <clears throat> girls demolish guys on, like, I mean, there's this one time I was um, on, like, it was like a penthouse shoot or Metro or something like that. And I'm there's a scene going on upstairs, and, you know, you can walk by, whatever. Yeah. And I was just, like, walking over to do, take pictures or something, and the girl's like, stop that! She's like, my fucking pussy hurts! And she's screaming in the guy's face in the middle of the scene, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you really good? Like, pussy hurts because he's he was fucking her really hard. I don't or? know, but she's screaming in his face, and yeah. he like was like really not even doing anything. And I'm like sitting here going like, oh my god, like how the so the guy's basically supposed to keep hard while this girl is being a total fucking cunt and like yeah. you know screaming in the middle of the scene, like just like totally good. I'm like like oh my god, it must be so hard. You really have to go to your happy place. <laughs> happy place. <laughs> So they, there was a problem with their. What was the other couple of or notable difficulty at shoot? Oh, the the um oh the the for the one the bad experience one. Yeah. That one actually I said this is what happened. So we we did pictures first, you know, before yeah. the video, and um so I it got time for me to do the blowjob ones, and I take his pants off and it smelled so fucking bad. And what do you? What do you think it was because he didn't take a shower? I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was so funky and it was nasty. And I was like, 
and it was it was just disgusting. And so I had like I kind of like struggled through the pictures because I was so gross. I didn't even want to put my mouth. Wait, on wait, it. wait! It smelled bad, but you still had to do it. You well, didn't tell him like go take a shower or this, something. Well, this is the thing, okay? And this is like the thing that I have issues with is that like when I, I'm I I don't really know what to do in situations like this personally because I don't want to to ruin. I don't want the guy to think I'm so grossed out by him because I don't want him to have trouble getting wood later. And so, like, when it comes down to the scene, I don't <laughs> want him to think if I'm, like, totally, like, have an issue with him or, like, if I'm grossed out by him, I don't want it to it affect the way the scene goes if he, like, can't, like, get it up because that means it's going to be a really Wait, long can day. I ask you, uh, uh, we will continue, um, but ha have you been in a situation where, where either you're working with somebody or you went to school with someone or you're in a plane sitting next to someone and they smell really bad and and you have to deal with this person. I'm not even talking about like fucking or whatever. Mm -hmm. If they're smelling really, really bad, and sometimes a lot of these people don't know that they smell, right? Yeah. How do you? Well, how would you handle it? If I'm I'm the kind of person who will suffer my way through it. You don't want to say it because I ha I hate confrontation. I hate making people uncomfortable. I feel I feel bad. I, the, like I just, for some reason I just hate doing it. And so literally I will I will suffer through it and I will just like shut my mouth. Mm -hmm. But what happened in this situation was because, you know, you stop after the pictures, I went to the director. I told the director it was so awful. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I can't, like, it's really bad. And I'm like, and I don't want to say anything because he's like, just go tell him. And I said, but I don't want to like hurt his feelings and have him be like, you know, weird for the scene. Was and he so, a, was he a, like a creep or was a, a jerk? He or? was just a moron. I mean, he was kind of dumb, you know, he, he was new. He was kind of dumb, but he was just like, it, it was just like, I don't know. I just, he was new. And so I didn't know what. You think if he were to take a shower, he would have been okay? Or do you think there was something no, internal? Wait, no, it, it doesn't work. So what happened was the director went over to him and said, dude, she thinks you smell. Go take a shower. Did he? Yeah. So he took a shower and he still fucking smelled. It was so gross. Oh, God, it was so awful. Wait, it, wait, make it, it was basically like the smell of, of soap covering up the, the nasty. Wait, can I ask you? So let's say he did take a shower with soap and shampoo and things like that, right? And he, if he's still, okay, obviously he's still smelling. It has bad. to be an internal thing. It has to be something, but, but where? I mean, and it was around his cock, so basically, I don't know, maybe he had a bacterial infection. Maybe guys can get that. I don't really know how that works. That's where my confusing. But I was worried because I'm like thinking, okay, if he like reeks, then maybe like I was worried that maybe he had something, you know. But bacterial infections aren't like you know they're not like STDs, and so if it, if that was the case, and it wouldn't have been anything serious. But I was just it was just really disgusting, and so it was so horrifying, and I struggled through that scene, and I had to make it look good. And I even remember like when I was webcamming, people were bringing that scene up, and I was like, oh god, you know, because I would, I would go back to them. Did, like, did oh. they say like, wow, that was amazing scene? They didn't say it was amazing, but they're like, oh yeah, I saw that scene. It was really hot, and I'm like, ah, oh. that's when the acting really, really comes in. Because <laughs> like I know, like if I can make it, like if I rem if people mention a scene and I remember it and it wasn't a great experience, but people think it was like it looked really good or it was really good, then I know I did my job well. <laughs> like, see, I can act. That's acting right there because there's a couple of those where like it was really a horrible, horrible day. Was he? Do you think he still works works in the business? I'm not, I haven't seen him. I don't know. Huh. I haven't seen him since. But you I don't, don't have to say his name. But do you know his name? I don't know his name. I okay. actually don't remember it. Okay. I think I blocked it out. It was such a bad day. I actually got in my car. I started crying. I was like, it was so nasty because it was so hard to get through. What? Were you crying? I started crying. It During was, the scene? No, 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 no. After, I just like, because I just, it was so, it was, because the thing is, I hadn't, you have to remember, I already was sitting on set for three hours waiting. Yeah. So I was there all day long. We finally shoot the scene, and literally, it was so hard to get through. Yeah. 
it was so much work and it was so grossed out. I was so grossed out. It was just such a long, it was just a horrible day. I just started, started I just broke down. I'm like, oh my God, that was just too much. It was too much. And oh. it was so nasty. But uh, after the scene, you didn't get sick or anything. No, no, no. I was fine. It's, yeah, it was just gross. I was just grossed out. I was, and I, I guess maybe part of me kind of like didn't want to be there by that time because I'd just been sitting around and it just it didn't seem like it was even going to happen. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, yeah, we got someone. I'm like, right. You know, I'm like, it's like today just seemed like it wasn't meant to be. And did you have any other notorious incidents like that or that, that was about pretty much it? Um, like bad experience like that. But, I mean, I've had like other, I remember like what, I actually um, had to have someone that, like, one of the performers when I first started pull a sponge out of me, which was really embarrassing having to ask some guy who didn't know to do it for me. Do what? Pull a sponge out of me. I got because that was when, you know, people would use the sponges. Yeah. I didn't know how to pull it out. I didn't, like, know. It was, like, stuck, and so I had to go out and ask the guy. I'm like, can you please do this for me? So yeah. I'm like, this guy is, like, they're, like, fucking gynecologist. That was embarrassing. I don't really, like, as far as bad experience with the guys, though, um... There was one, there was one, like, I had scenes where the guy was struggling so bad that it ended up being, like, literally shooting the scene was, like, a few hours, three hours to shoot, like, a 30 minutes. He can get hard, or? Yeah, trouble, wood problems, you know, constantly getting up and going in. There's one guy who was, like, kept going in his car and smoked Do you pot. know his name? I don't remember that guy's name. I remember one of them, but he's not, he's not performing anywhere, but he's in this industry still, so I'm not. But that one, they actually, it didn't end up working out because they, they only got of actual hardcore footage. They only got five minutes, and so they had to basically do a fake pop shot. Yeah. And it was me and another girl and a guy. And so, like, we had to hold fake cum in our mouths until, like, he, like, fake popped, and then we, like, would I've it. seen that. Uh, when I used to work for Evil Angel, I remember one of the behind the scene, one of the performers that works for Rocco. And, and he's a good performer, but for whatever reason that day, he was having problem. Girls even said, is there anything that we could do to help you? And it just wasn't working out. And the, the terrific performer, I don't want to give his name. Um, so what happened was they brought two chicken eggs. They broke and kept the, the, the white part and put it in the girl's mouth. I, I heard that you're not supposed to actually do that because it's not, like, it's not good. Because salmonella or whatever like that. You're, you're just, they, like, I don't know. I think they use like, baby food or something like that. Well, that's what they did in this scene. And they put it in the mouth. When the, yeah. when the guy put the dick in uh, both of the girls' mouth, they just kind of spit it out like yeah. that's his cum. So, I think um, you, and sometimes they use um, pina colada mix. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's a, they yeah they they put together some kind of concoction and then they said open up and we had to open there was oil they put oil in it so that it would be thicker yeah yeah and like we had to just hold it in our mouths and we just sat there like holding our mouths until they told us we could spit it out or so overall beside those few incidents you really didn't have any sort of like a crazy bad malicious incidents no i i no most of, i mean 90 98 i want to say 98 percent of the time like it was great i always had such a good time and you know um most of my female friends even though i'm friends with them they're some of them have an issue of me working in the business you know because they think that you they abuse women i believe they, some of that does happen. Let's let's be honest. There are some creeps in the business. Oh yeah, no, there are. But the thing is, though, is that it's everything is choice in yeah. this business. I mean, that that's the thing that like I thought was kind of like strange that there was all these rumors about how the, how porn industry was, and like I even heard like they, like like my stepdad when my stepdad found out what I did, you know, and he, he approached me with it. He asked me if they're forcing me to do drugs and stuff on set. Yeah, I said, you know, a lot of the companies have zero tolerance policies. I mean, Wicked had a zero tolerance policy. If you came to well, Wicked make you wear condoms too. Yeah. 
But if you came to set and you were fucked up, then they would fucking send you home. You weren't like you. They wouldn't want to deal with that. And that's. I mean, I'm sure that people can get away with some stuff like that. But it's it's as far as the people forcing you. Like no, there was no. If you got a job, then you know it's your choice to work it. If yeah. you didn't want to work with that person, you didn't have to do it. I mean, everything was choice. There was no like for people like holding people down, forcing people to do shit. No, I never saw that. I never was. I never. I don't want to say the guy's name, but this person have a agency and, and have a reputation like kind of like yelling at girls and oh us. oh oh i actually went to see him he was so we all, we both know who we're talking about oh he's a piece of shit yeah uh, but he but you know what though he loves the fact that he has that reputation for being a piece of shit he he actually like maintains his his shitty reputation yeah he loves it and actually it, it got i went to see him when i first started i didn't know his reputation and I went to see him and he ripped me to shit. He basically told me that I'd take my clothes off so he could see, you know, if I had any Yeah. And he like started head to toe, just ripped me to shit, told me how disgusting I was. And just like, and I left his office crying hysterically. I was such a mess. I didn't know that he was like known for being an asshole. Yeah. And here I'm thinking, I know he has a busy agency and he has a lot of girls and he thinks I'm disgusting. Does he have a foreign accent? Yes. <laughs> so we are talking about is the same name, person. Is his name, ah, 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 name start with a D? Uh, I don't, I don't know, of, but... Uh, one of his names does, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a piece of shit. But he, it's like I said, he likes he likes having that reputation. He likes yeah. He, he thinks you know he's more like he does. He wouldn't want to be known as a nice guy. It's 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 really weird because I, I'm not going to say I'm friend with Mark Spiegler, but like more I got to know him. The, he was really cool and like he's no nonsense. He's straight up, you know, like yeah, he's like and, bullshit. And let's be blunt, he looks weird. <laughs> he looks yeah. weird, but he's honest, like. I've never heard anybody talk bad about him. It's so funny too, because like whenever I go to like, um, he looked like a typical movie Hollywood movie sleazebag. Oh yeah, I know totally. Porn person, but he, he's like this like, like kind of like you know he's like this little like yeah he's he totally does and and every time I would go to see him at because I would always go to his house that's where he, yeah I go see him and he would always have these like. These eighteen-year-old girls that are half naked, like on his balcony with him. So you see this, like this creepy old guy with this like eighteen-year-old legs that were like walking around in their underwear, like at his house all the time. But he like never touched them or anything. Yeah, he's like your favorite Jewish uncle, and he was, I, yeah, I've never heard uncle. one girl ever say he made a move on there, anything yeah. like that. He know he like, people trusted him because he was he wasn't creepy. I mean. Yeah, if you're like in the room with him, he doesn't. He didn't give you the vibe where he would be all sleazy. He didn't. Or um, he'll rip you off, or oh, you know, no, no, make no. you do things you don't want to do. None of that. So, but it's it, it's kind of like I was always intimidated by him, though. I don't know why he intimidated me. I was always scared to like. I think that's normal. I think I think he represents so many A-list girls and girls are desperate to be not desperate but want to be on his roster. But there's only X amount of space. So there's girls on waiting list, you know, and I think. Um, is there girls on waiting list? Hmm. Is that there's girls on waiting list? Yeah. I was with him for like I want to say a good year. I forgot the girl's name all of a sudden, but I, uh, she hang out with Peter Warren. I met her. Why am I forgetting her? Jody, Jody Taylor. I think that's Jody Jensen. I'm sorry if I. It's Jody, and I met her like maybe like nine months ago, and. Um, she wasn't on a roster and I guess there was a space open and he asked if she wanted to be in a roster but yeah she um there's there's like a waiting list or something you know well there's I remember like this one girl she was complaining mm -hmm. she wasn't she was with him but she wasn't getting any work and she's like yeah but I'm not really getting any work and and so one of the girls is like it, it you know what it's like that's 
you know, you probably aren't, but she's like, but you're with Beagler. She's like, just stay with it, trust yeah. me. Yeah. And it's true, you know, like if you're, because he, yeah, he doesn't like put out a ton of effort to get you work, but people come to him and people will always come to him because he has a reputation for having really solid girls. And yeah, I mean, you were on the, you were on his roster. That's good. It's kind of like that. If I give sports comparisons like playing for New York Yankees if you like soccer you were on the Manchester United and everybody know? like I mean people knew me as being like, oh you're a Spiegler girl yeah like, even now I still go oh yeah you're a Spiegler girl like everybody knows and it does put you at a higher bracket as far sure. as like quality girls like he doesn't have any and that was when too when he they everyone said oh well all the girls with him you have to do anal to be with him well, right. I didn't do anal you know so like it was like really a bit. It's kind of like an honor to be like a Spiegler girl. And she, he have all the most of the big ones. I mean, you know, you you have, um, <laughs> you have. Um, boy, I better be careful. I always say this. Never mind. Um, <laughs> he, he he, you know, he had Sasha Gray has. Uh, Sasha Gray, Sasha Gray. That like that's crazy. She actually wrote him a letter saying, "I'm turning 18 and I want to do porn." Funny, funny you say that because another podcast we film things and we just ran out of money to film more. But we filmed ten episodes. When we had Mark, he he read the letters from Asakira, Sasha Gray, and Christina Rose. And Christina was in the room and she was so embarrassed she begged him not to read it. And and when he read her letter, um, it's just like a really sweet letter from a young girl, way before she had experience in the business, you know. But yeah, I mean. He uh, he did a good job taking care of the girls, and I, I like hearing stories like that because this is not an easy job, I and mean, it's not easy to be front of the camera and fucking. Not only that, but outside of porn, people judge you. You know, it's tough. It's very tough. I mean, people have their ideas of, of who you are. Yeah. You know, and and to and it's really hard to change that. You know, I mean, like it's like even like the way that people perceive me, it's like I'm like especially like, like considering because they see they watch porn and they see you as being like a fantasy. And that's that's what you are, and that that's, you're nothing more than that. And yeah. it's actually, even people I had known my entire life, they actually once that like once I start doing it, they completely change their whole view, and they're treating me like a porn star. And I'm like, dude, you know me. It's mm-hmm. like it's like you know me. I'm like, what? Look, what is this? It's it's bizarre how how um, completely formed these ideas are that people have outside the industry. I mean, do you, it's, do, you huh? do you like cosplay? I'm not familiar with that. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that whole lifestyle thing. That I know that I know about it, but I don't really know. See, I, I because now that's been our um, seeing you again, and because you like to design clothes, because I, me and my friend Chris Gore, Chris Gore used to have a show called Attack of the Show with I Olivia Ma. Oh, remember? so you know Chris? Yeah, remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I that forgot. Was, it was when he was doing the what, the Eric Roberts show, or whatever. Okay, I'm sorry, I completely forgot. Yeah, I was he on did, that show. He told me you did a good job, and I think you. If you're looking for new business, you know, don't quit porn if you don't want to. But if you you, you don't you're, you're not afraid to dress in sexy outfit. I know. I don't know. If and I you know, do, you, and you know how to make stuff. I don't know how if I could do characters, though, because I'm like not I mean, I, I act and stuff like that. But like, like, I mean, to do like characters, I don't really know. I'm not really into that, like those types of things to enough, I think, to be able to be like all in character. Like, it's kind of like the, the people who, who are on like Hollywood who do like dress up and like you yeah know, like I actually saw a documentary on that and like they're really really into it like the Superman guy like he's like so 
super into Superman. I mean, like, totally, like, he, yeah. his life is that, you know? And, like, and so, like, I get that, you know? Like, I get it, like, and so it, it's easy for them. I don't know if I could be, like, that much in character where I can, like, like commit that much to it. Mentally. I mean, you just have to look like it, and I think if you give yourself enough time, I think you'll learn. Because you kind of remind me of that redhead girl from um, True Blood. Which redhead girl? Do you watch True Blood? I did. I saw the first season, second season. Oh, maybe she's not in the early ones, but... Um, I have to... Yeah, I don't know. I don't... I'm trying to think of it. Because I, I watched the first couple seasons, I think, but then that's it. Because um, Red will stick out, and you're half Japanese, so you're already halfway there. Oh, she, she's Japanese. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, the fact that you're Japanese, and um, they like... It seems like they like girls oh, who are yeah, men. Yeah, yeah. You know, Japanese are into anime yeah, and all yeah. that stuff, too. And the fact that your dad used to make dinosaurs and stuff, that's kind of funny. But <laughs> I mean, just think about it. You know, it just gives you new career transition, right? And something to think about. And, and if you already know Chris, all you have to do is call him and get his advice. Actually, uh, my, my, one of my neighbor, my old neighbors, he was a photographer. My other neighbor, she like told me if I was looking for pictures, I should co contact him. And he like the first thing he said when he saw me, he called me Poison Ivy. Yes. He's like, I was put. You look. I look like Poison Ivy from Batman. <laughs> I was like, I never got that before, but my hair is like super red, and so it was funny though because it was like, and also too because I had all the plants outside, and he's yeah. like, when he said he was walking up, I just totally like seemed like Poison Ivy to him. <laughs> well, think about it. I, I think. Um, yeah, you said that Chris was really, really into it, right? Yeah, he's into cosplay stuff for sure. Does he do, he must do like he must like integrate that into like his like into sex, huh? Does he like? Does he like get all like, like doing role playing during sex? Does he have like his like the girls he dates like dress up like? Getting <laughs> a character. I mean, I'm friends with Chris. I don't know if he does that kind that, of stuff. That'd be so funny. But it's like it'd be like, can you do me a favor? Can you try this on real quick? Because <laughs> he's he's definitely into Asian girls, Asian half Asian girls, and I mean, what well, he wasn't creep to you, was I think he? I hurt his feelings. Huh? I think I hurt his feelings. Good. <laughs> no, but how? Because he was like super friendly, like talking to me, and then all of a sudden, like he like like totally stopped talking to me, and I think I don't know if I may said something wrong or like it was bizarre though, because he was like asking me out and stuff, and I I guess maybe because I avoided it, like I kind of like dodged the questions and stuff, like maybe one too many times. When when was the last time you talked to him? It was right like the day after I think that I did the show, because he was texting me and stuff. We're going back and forth and that. And he, I think he, like he wanted to get some of like the watch because I sell. I've, have you have I have you seen yeah. my watch? So I should ever show you my watch, the Rider Sky Fuck Yeah watch lighter. No. My my watch. It's a nice watch. Do you like it? Yes. It's nice, right? And he wants you to make something for him. No, or? no. See, look at it here. It's, it's a nice watch. You like yeah. it? Right. Okay, it starts fire too. It's my GoGo -Go gadget watch. Yeah. Well, anyways, I sell these. I have like six, no, eight different designs of like the watches, and so he wanted to get some, and so he he said like, he like mentioned something about, and this is what I'm just guessing. I don't really know, but he mentioned something about coming to pick them up or me sending them, and I said if whatever, I'm like if you want, I can send them to you, and I think that he like wanted me to say yeah, come pick them up and send uh -huh. me like, and I didn't, and so I don't know if that's I don't know that I, I really don't know, but it was weird because all of a sudden he just stopped answering me, like he stopped talking to me. I was like okay, I don't know what I said. Look, you, your ex-husband said like oh I don't know if you could do it or not. Just take that frame of mind, and if you're looking for, just think about it as a job too. But cosplay stuff, that stuff is so much bigger than porn now. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure. I, I mean, I would think that that's it's so much bigger. And that's one of those things that's always going to be happening because, I mean, it's 
It's so funny though. Like it's it's hard for me to kind of wrap my head around like that, like being that into something like that. It's like it's always it's kind of like Trekkies, you know. Like I never really understood that. Because the only, I mean, I I think because I done panel with uh, Chris at the WonderCon twice in Anaheim. San Diego Comic Con twice. We did panel. I knew some girls who were really into Comic Con. Like they were like. Tara Patrick is always there. Really? Yeah. Like I, I remember working when I worked at this um, toy company. I worked. Um, the the girls. There's a couple girls there who are really into Comic Con. Like really into it. And it's like I don't know. I never really understood that because I guess I've never really been into like you know like. Think and, think about this way. Porn's fantasy, right? Yeah. Cosplay's fantasy too. Yeah. Oh yeah. And totally. And 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 you know that. Uh, what do you call it, event circle? In the statistics, like there are fans from porn that actually go to the cosplay thing, the convention, just like cosplay fans, some of them go to porn. And every time I go to convention for anime convention, whatever, I always see maybe a, a dozen or half, uh, two dozen porn fans. They're there too. You know, I recognize them, you know, because I've been in the business, both of them, but. Um, it's, if you're not making money in porn, it's not a reflection on you. I mean, I used to work for Evil Angel, and they're one of the biggest one, and they're making money, but not like the way it was. I heard that. Like, I did not know that Evil Angel isn't actually like they don't produce any any porn. That they actually just hire out. Like, I I didn't know that that that's what they do. That they have like different directors that have their own kind of like companies, and they just distribute everything and put their name on it. I didn't. I thought it, that they actually did film themselves, but it's actually they hire people and then they distribute. Right, so um, what Sky is saying is correct, and uh, that's one of the reasons why so many people used to want to be, still want to be Evil Angel director because. Um, is it freedom? Well, John Staliano, who owned the company, believe in incentive. If people know they they'll make more money if they own it, chances are they're going to make a better quality movies because it's in their interest to make a good movies. And John think if they make a better movies, he'll make more money because they sell more product. Mm -hmm. So Evil Angel had a different program than any other place where if you're a director, you own your product. Evil Angel take whatever the cuts for selling your uh, movies. Yeah, just putting their name on it and yeah. selling it. And it, I mean, I, I always knew like Evil Angel have a reputation of like, you know, putting out more like hardcore kind of like stuff, you know. Um, it is a hardcore um, gonzo company. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah and um, even like fetishy or um, yeah, like some, like stuff that's like not just like regular regular mainstream porn. have you worked with any of them i i think i have done an evil Angel. i don't remember what it was though i really don't know i mean not recently no i'm, I'm actually good friends with, with a direct, an evil angel director which one um glenn glenn king oh yeah yeah he but does he like does, a face hit and stuff right he does yeah. yeah he does a lot of his stuff is all um women do, women dominating yeah men. yeah it's like very like it's, it's he's a nice guy he loves women like he's like he's like if you can get if you can you know learn how to do that he's like i told you know he's like i'd hire you but like i because i'm not i'm not dominating like i don't have that like it's like the man i think man eaters is like one of his lines like man eaters and so he does like the ones where these women just completely dominate these men but i'm like a total sub I like I'm not I like even like when I was webcamming and people yeah. would ask me to dominate them like I always felt kind of silly doing it because I always like thought I'm gonna start giggling in the middle of this because I had this one guy who wanted me to be his big strong man yeah that was his thing so he was like a regular he'd come in and I had to like put on tight jeans a wife beater and boots and beat the shit out of him virtually beat the shit out of him wait like, wait for, this is for filming webcamming webcamming yeah like I had to like yeah tell me he was like a little bitch and I was his big strong man. I don't know why I had to pretend like I was a dude, but that was weird. And it was always silly to me, though, because it'd be like, because I'm, I'm very submissive, and so it's like kind of funny when I have to like dominate somebody. Well, shit, you know, Steve Holmes called me like, um, 
I think I did this three weeks ago, but he was filming BDSM and man, it's basically a bunch of girls taking turns beating each other up and that was extra. And we're just clapping every time they're like one, two, three, four, five, whatever. Then when we say 10, we clap. But most of the girls are too nice. They, you know, they, they have to act like mean, but they're not a mean girls, you know? And then like, I think that's really hard for women to be like, if they're not a mean girls, it's hard you to- You have to be, you have to be good. Yeah, you have to know how to dominate. Like it, it definitely is like a skill. It's, it's not it's not easy like I, even like stuff I, I had to do where I had to kind of be like rough with the girl like I would always stop and be like is this okay I'm sorry I'm yeah. sorry I'm hurting you I'm sorry like I feel bad like I just like because I don't you know and also too because some girls some girls can handle a lot and some girls can't really handle that much and so like if you're doing something some girls are going to be like they'll get like pissed off at you and like other girls will be like no you can go harder yeah. it's like no big deal like I can take a lot like if somebody pulls my hair they can yank the shit out of my hair and it's nothing to me you know, but like I know other girls is you barely like touch it and they're like, eh, you know. So you don't really know like how, how much someone's gonna be able to handle. And so it's like, you know, I, I always like get worried that, you know, I'm gonna hurt somebody or like someone's gonna be having an issue. So you start doing it, your husband was okay, but so eventually got divorced. Was it because of porn or something else? Or? No, no, he was, he had um, addiction problems and, and it, it, I didn't notice it because I was so busy. I was working so much and I was going to school. I was so busy that I didn't see how bad it was getting. What was he addicted to? I actually, well, he was addicted to alcohol and he actually, I told him that initially I was going to leave him if he didn't stop drinking, so he stopped drinking, but he got um, hooked on um, pills. He was actually getting overseas. He was ordering pills. So it was, um, it was uh, like Xanax and Xanax and um, by, um, and Valium. Yeah. And he had been taking, I didn't realize he was taking so much that he started like getting into car accidents and stuff like that. Like he actually, he would be, he'd hit people. He was swerving all over. Like I, he was a good driver too. And I, like I, I just started noticing that he was starting to drive really shitty. And then he would start just like, the, just like his sleeping habits and stuff. It was really weird. He's, it, I started kind of noticing and then on New Year's, that's when it was like it, I like really noticed because he, he was he wasn't drinking yet he seemed to be getting more fucked up over the course of the night. And then my friend came over and she's like, I think something's like wrong with him. He's like he can't talk. And I'm like, what? She's, I'm like he's not drinking. She's like, I don't know, but he can't talk. And he's starting to tell like really stupid stories about YouTube yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, okay. And that's when I finally said like I can't do this shit anymore. I'm like I've been doing like it's just been it's like strike four, I guess. I just felt like I was just like, you know, it was enabling. So I, I said, you got to get, you got to do something about it. And you haven't seen for a long time? Yeah. I, well, I, I left, he moved out and then, yeah. um, he went to like therapy and stuff. And I kind of like in the back of my head thought I might get back together with him, but I moved into another apartment and it's just like the, with the natural progression, it just, I just was kind of done. Yeah. And, um, he wanted to get back together. So it ended up getting kind of messy because, um, well, he said on the divorce papers, I didn't know. I thought I turned him in and he didn't. So that got extended and then I found out he actually was stalking me. And oh. he started putting like anonymous notes on my car. He'd come like, he was weird. He started doing some really weird shit. And, but eventually it stopped, right? It recently, it stopped. It how, how, how long did it linger a for? Year, a few years. I, he wouldn't, yeah, he just couldn't, I guess he just didn't have any resolution, so he couldn't get over it. And he, yeah. He was angry at me. He, was, he blamed me for, for ruining his life. Being an addict? Well, no, no, like leaving him. Like, he, uh. it ruined his life, and so he, he blamed me for it. Like, I hurt him so bad, but, like, I'm like, dude, you did it to yourself. I'm like, I gave you so many chances, you did it to yourself, but he never took responsibility for it, so it was my fault. And so that's why he was trying to punish me. So he would send me anonymous letters that were, like, really fucked up, you know, like, just, like, weird... 
And I, it took me a little while to catch on that it was him. Yeah. But I'm like, who knows this about me? Because it would touch on like personal stuff that like no one knew. And then it finally like kind of came to me. I was like, oh my god. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, dude, get over it. I actually sent him like an email. Finally, he changed his email address. But I sent him an email. I'm like, I'm like, seriously. I'm like, get over it. How old are you? <laughs> I'm like, it was kind of, a, it was kind of like, you know. And. So after that, how many boyfriends, if you don't mind? I dated I had two two serious boyfriends after that. W- were they in the bu- business? No, I actually I had um, I never dated anyone in the business. It was kind of a rule with me as I refused to date anybody in the business because to me it, that was mixing kind of like business with pleasure. Is 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 uh, shitting where you eat? I guess you could say I I just I didn't I want I was what the thing that I actually um, was able to do was to have that that um separation th- that separation between work. And that was how I was able to have relationships with people and to not have them be jealous or anything is because I had such a clear separation of what was work you, and what was personal. You, you think you, there's less jealous with people who are not in porn versus dating somebody in porn business? Um, if, if who? I mean, I mean if you're, you're dating a guy outside of the business, yeah. right? But don't you think they would be more jealous uh, you and no, Adele? No, well, no, um, no, because I had such a clear line of what was considered work and what was okay. considered personal. Is that like that's why I never dated anybody because to me that was crossing. And so like like basically I didn't want to have to deal with a situation where I would be on set and I would hear some girls talking about my boyfriend because they just worked with him or whatever. Like uh, they, oh, I see. You know, what you're like saying. I because then because then it would make me feel emotional yeah. when I was out when I was at work and it would be personal. And I didn't want personal to interfere with my job at that, all. That makes sense. Yeah, because I know me enough to know that if I heard some girls talking about them and say I was like maybe like we broke up or something or there's something going on, I it would it would it would get distract me from my job. And like I was very like you know like I just I didn't want. And the guys who you were dating, would you let them come to the shoot? Um, no, I mean there no one was really allowed to shoot. So the the one where my my ex husband was like came on to the that was the only one. Yeah, and that was and he wasn't even going to. It was just the director literally invited him in. I see. And he actually thought it was hot though. He watched the whole thing and he thought it was it was a blowjob scene, but he like thought it was super hot. He actually would he watched my porn. I'm like I don't know why he did, but he, he used to. Di- I caught him downloading it. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing in the other room? And like, he like went to sleep, and I like go in there, and he's literally downloading my fucking porn from like the internet. I'm like, really? Well, but, but what do you think is the thinking behind that? He I mean, th- actual girls sleeping next door. I don't know. I I don't know. It was weird. Like, oh, do you think it's a turn on for him seeing you with another guy? I think it was. I think yeah. he probably probably would have been. What is that? Isn't that like considered like um cuckle? Yeah, cuckle. Mm-hmm. I think that he probably would have been into that if yeah. like maybe, maybe I don't know, but but I also I mean like it actually helped my marriage in the beginning though me doing porn because I was I appreciated him so much more after being with all these porn guys. Yeah. You know, it's just like I appreciate you, and it you know it it actually made things better. We were doing really well for a while, but. But he just, I, I just got really busy and I, I didn't notice that like he had been, because yeah. he actually wasn't working too. He lost his job and he was looking for another one, but he couldn't get a job. And so that like just really fucked things up as well. So you, you did it for how many years before you quit the first time? Um, two and a half. And that two and a half, you were just busy working all the time. I was busy go- working, going to school. Yeah. I was really, I was doing a lot of different things. I mean, I don't, it was funny. I found a, I found one of my, like an organizer from 2008. Yeah. And every single day I had something going on. I mean, literally like I was going through there going, oh my God, memories, you know, because I'm like, I remember when things used to be like good. I mean, every day I had like, so I was so busy. I was like 
doing, you know, doing. And you're getting paid really well. Oh yeah, I was, I was, I had so much going on. I mean, even just like that was when I had like the toy deal. So I was like, I had like you know, like going for the molding of the toy. Like there's just so much going on. It was like so cool. Like I was, it was exciting. And I, I guess it's kind of like what I was writing. I was writing this like whole like you know like this this whole rush of stuff. It was is great. But 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 why did you quit? Um. Oh, I actually got cancer. And oh, I had to. Jesus, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. I got cancer. I um and so I had to stop because I had to get surgery and What kind uh, of cancer? Cervical. Do you think that's a result of the business or No, no, no. cancer's cancer. I mean, yeah, maybe I'm sure there's this factors, but I mean, when it comes to that, it's kind of like I think that it could just happen. It's like like why do people um get like lung cancer who have never smoked before? It happens all the time, but yeah. it's like, you know, I it's it, who knows what really happened. So how did you find out? I just went for my usual pap smear. I would get them regularly, and yeah. I and they did it. And there was it came out regular, and then they tested it. They did a biopsy, and then they um, found out it was carcinoma. And you had to have surgery. Yeah, I had to get a, a leap procedure and have it removed. And did you have insurance to cover that? Yeah, I actually okay. at the because I actually had Cobra because of my job I had before. It, yeah. it lasted quite a while, and that was great. And then all of a sudden, it really sucked when that ran out. Cause not, cause not having, not having insurance and being in a business where you're like constantly like you know, getting sick, getting <laughs> sick and stuff like that. It's like, it, and also too, I was supposed to keep going to a cancer doctor after that, but I, I had to leave that and all you know, not having insurance. Wait, wait, so you didn't have insurance? Did you have insurance? I did, I did have it, and but then I was supposed to continue to go to see the the my um, oncologist on a regular basis but shortly after I ran it ran out and I couldn't go anymore and so I actually went I went like what a year and a half without even going for a pap smear or anything yeah so last time I went and I'm like who knows you know I could have been padded the whole time and I wouldn't even know but I'm fine so you had surgery and as far as you know you got well how long did it take you to get oh, well they, they, they got rid of it it was it, luckily it was early on so it wasn't like you know and so um I just needed to heal, and then that's kind of like when it started to just like slowly taper off and slow down. Yeah. Um, and I was going through the divorce, and there's a lot. I mean, there's just like a lot of outside stuff that was kind of like distracting me, I guess, from working. Um, I was I had moved I moved to another apartment, and it just things just kind of changed at that time. And, and it's, I'm sure it was stressful. Yeah. yeah, and work work that's when work was slowing down anyway. So there wasn't really there was a lot of time in between when I was working. So it, yeah, it was kind of like a, a difficult di- time. So you then. you quit two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't really officially quit. I never. I actually never officially quit at any point. It was all just like breaks. Breaks. Because of whatever was happening at the time, and then when I kind of like sl- when things slowed down, I just kind of let it. It was never official, um, and I was just working here and there, but not really. And then um, I think two thousand eleven was when I like decided to come back even though I never really left but you know yeah. I was gone so I came back that's when I came back and it was like really all of a sudden like the industry was different it was like slow now, can you like, explain to listeners like I mean how uh, how drastic of change was it for you it was like well I was like totally like pumped up ready to go you know like I was like excited to get back to work I had been through like a lot of shit and I was yeah. like I was really like um kind of happy to be over a lot of the stuff and and I so I was like all like excited and like you know and I come in and it was like nothing i was like okay <laughs> kind of like you know um it was just it was there was just n- not much at all i mean it it was i don't even remember exactly how much i was working but i i think that over the course of like a few months i only had like th- two or three jobs or something like that it was really bad which is crazy because a couple years before that you were literally working every single day right yeah yeah i mean it and it was 
And, I mean, I don't know. It's it's kind of like they, they say, like, you really need to stay in front of everybody, like, in everyone's face so that they remember yeah. and they think to hire you because there's so many fucking girls. I mean, there's so many girls that it's, like, it's just so, so oversaturated that you can get lost so... It's, like, why, like, when I came back in this time, it's, like, I immediately got a publicist because you need to have a publicist now because if you don't, then... It, you know, it's like out of sight, out of mind. It, it's just like that. You're never, you know, sure. you need to have somebody constantly keeping you alive in the business. And so it, it which is sucks because it's expensive. And if you're not making money, like I was making good money before. So it made yeah. sense. Now it's like, how many more months can I go with this? <laughs> you know, um, but it's, it's kind of necessary. I mean, even for like, a, like the, when AVN awards come around and stuff like that, it's like, when so you went uh, January 2014, right? You went. Yeah. And what was that like? Yeah, it was it was shitty. I mean, the award show. Don't even bother anymore. I don't even bother going. I mean, like you can walk the red carpet, but then that's it. I mean, it's, I don't even. I ne I haven't stayed at a, a show in I don't know how long because it's like it, there's no really no point. But the, the the actual trade show, it's it's different. It's I heard that I heard that's like dramatically less than it used to be as far as that amount of people that would come. I heard it's like, I think Jeff Mullen told me it was like half of what it was last year or something like that. <coughs> it was like, but the numbers, even though it seemed like, because it seemed busy to me, but it's, I guess it's a smaller area. And so it's like. You're absolutely right. Because I, I mean, last time I went was 2012. They went from um, Venetian that, um, um, not a warehouse, but the, the, uh, the, the convention center. It, which was huge. I'm trying to think of which one because when it was over over at there was it was over at Caesars, right? At one point. No, no, Venetian. Wait, was that? Wait, wait, okay, wait. So, but everyone stayed at the Caesars, and then they. Everyone stayed in Venetian, and then the convention center is right next to a Venetian. It's it was a huge, huge, building. and that's when they had like all. I mean, it was like that was when it was like a real porn convention. Yes. You know? It was cool, and like all the girls were kind of like you know like there. That's when there were porn stars, you know, like we really highlighted the girls and everything like that. That was when I signed for Hustler. That's right, and but I knew the beginning and end when uh, one year they did a Venetian, yet they did a war show at um, um, Mandalay, Mandalay Bay. Mandalay Bay, and then the year or two afterward, they moved everything to Palms. I think no, the no, Hard, hard, rock, rock, hard, hard rock. rock. That's where it was. No, that's where I signed. It was the Hard Rock. Hard Rock. And no, the convention that they were using at the Hard Rock, no, no, hard it's, rock. it's 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 half of the size of uh, Venetian so and it's split up into three rooms they yeah. had three separate rooms for it so so it looks packed because it's smaller but the reality is even I could tell like I I've been going since 99 and <laughs> your dog is saying give me attention yeah it, it, it is smaller and it's not a reflection people in porn business it just internet just killing the business yeah, it, it, it really is. Oh, when me. I was webcamming, everybody was like, "Like it's funny because there's one scene that I did, just one scene that almost every single person says it's their favorite scene." And it was like it was kind of ridiculous. I started taking a poll because it was every single person saying this one scene. I mean, people from all over would just bring up this one scene. I was like, "Oh, I have a favorite scene of yours," and I bring it up, and they're like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "How is this like everyone's favorite?" And when I well, which which movie? It was for a Bang Bros. It was, um, it was Amazing Day at the Office, is what it was. It was a Bang Bros. scene. 
and it was this one where I have sex in a bathroom. Uh-huh. I catch a guy jacking off and then, you know, but it's, it's funny because I was like, yeah, I'm like, I should, I should check that out again because everybody, you know, I'm like, I want to see what the, like, I don't know why everybody thinks this is like, out of all my scenes that this is the best one. Yeah. And when I asked them, like, you know, where they, where they found it, everybody started shooting these websites to me, like, where they got it for free, you know, I mean, there was like so many different ones. That had this scene like that where it was for free, and I'm thinking, God damn, man. And I'm like, well, I know if I want free porn, I can just ask anybody <laughs> because everyone's got a different fucking website where they're they're downloading the. And even like like my the first scene when I first got back this, yeah. this last time I worked for Browsers, and um, that scene was literally they it was up for free within a week of it of it coming out. Like I like within a week, I think I found it for free somewhere. I mean, it's that fast. People are just like just ripping it like immediately. I don't. I don't, don't want to lie and say if I never worked in porn business, I would have never downloaded because I probably would have. But uh, I've worked in the business, so it's 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 just such a sore. It's so easy to get shit for free online. Yeah. There's no regulation whatsoever at all. I mean, yeah, they'll like they'll they'll be people who coming through and like they'll they'll, they'll like um they'll uh they'll, they'll they can pull it. Yeah. But. It's like, it's just, it's too difficult. It's too difficult to pull everything because there's just so much out there, you know? It's crazy. So what, um, what's your short-term plan for business? Do you want to work for a while still? Or? I want to, I, I basically want, would like to work for, um, for as long as people are willing to watch me. And I don't mean like that as being like, okay, I'm going to like keep going until like my life. I mean, I want to, until I basically kind of get pushed out, you know, yeah. when, when I feel like, I don't like I don't know I don't want to be old doing this I really don't obviously um there's only so many Nina Hartleys who can actually get away with it yeah but um she's she fucking can get, she can get away with it she's amazing but it's like that is like she's gotta be in mid 50s yeah now, she's, right? she is but she's she's fucking sexy as hell I mean that woman like just hold she's just owns her sexuality sure. but that is so rare and I actually don't I know me enough to know that I don't I couldn't get away with that I couldn't you know I mean I wouldn't I don't like even now it's like i feel like people i don't know how many people want to watch me because yeah. you know but um but yeah i mean i i think that i i'll have a pretty good idea of when it's like i probably should just say no more but okay. i would like to work as much as i can until then like i feel like i'm kind of like um on a time like i'm um there's a timer going and i'm just kind of like running out so i sure. need to just kind of do as much as i can in the short amount of time i have left i i don't want to be old. i want to like go out when i'm still hot i guess you can say yeah um, but I'm trying to pick up my I, I mean I thought I could pick up my career where I left off you know yeah. because I felt like I was on a good run but it's a lot harder now you know it's a lot harder and so I don't know I don't know what's going to happen it just the demands are always there people are just not paying for it that's the problem yeah it sucks because like I know I'm a better performer now I mean I know that like coming back into it I know that like I have so much more to bring to the table than I used yeah. to but it's like it just doesn't matter it doesn't like I was even talking to this one director and he's like you know, I said, I'm like, yeah, but I have like, you know, I have experience now. Like, I know I'm a better performer. He's like, it just doesn't matter. People don't care about that anymore. They don't. They just like, it's all about new. And it's all about, you know, they don't give a shit. And I'm like, there's really not much you can argue when it comes to that. So eventually you want to make transition to keep doing your online business or going back I mean, to school? Yeah, the online business was this kind of fluke thing. It kind of just happened when I wasn't working, you know, and yeah. it wasn't like something. It's not like a big dream of mine. It's just it's just it's going. And so I'm like, OK, I'll just keep going at it, you know. It keeps me really busy, but um, yeah, I mean, I really don't know. I had a plan. I, ha I had everything just like totally mapped out, and because of what happened, I just it kind of threw everything up and made a mess. And so now I don't really know what I'm going to do yet. 
I, it's it's kind of a, a weird place to be because I always was the kind of person who had everything planned. Yeah. I was always like organized and like, you know, had everything kind of just set and knew what I was going to do and was always a, in a safe place. And now I'm really not in a safe place anymore. And so it's it's it kind of it's just weird. I mean, overall, you're, you're doing OK. Yeah. I mean, I'm here. Yeah. Because you have a bubbly personality. But um, I mean, did you say you suffer from depression? Yeah. Yeah. How's that going? I actually was I'm bipolar, actually. Which is, uh, it's a bitch. It's a bitch to be, like, it, it's definitely, like, people don't really, un- don't think people realize it's actually a disorder. It's an yeah. actual, like, handicap. It sucks. Because it's, um, deb- it could be debilitating. But, um, I mean, I'm doing fine now. You know, it's just, it's kind of a, it just comes and goes. Are you taking medication for it? No, I actually, um, there's really nothing that has ever worked on me. I've, I've taken a lot of stuff and nothing works on me. It's, it's like, I, it's so advanced, like, I actually... <laughs> This is probably too much information. I probably shouldn't be saying this. I actually, um, at one point, it was so bad um, that I went and I tried to see if I can get electroshock therapy, um, because ECT, because I, I. But does that shit really work? I wanted it to. Well, it's kind of like a brain reset. I mean, it's like I always say it's compared oh to like God. taking like jumper cables to your brain. You know, it resets it. You mean like if your TV is not working, you slam it hard? That's the kind of the- theory. Well, it, on what it? it is, what it ECT is, is it's for seizures. And I've had a couple seizures on my own. Like I've had seizures before, and it's like it 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 basically just like it's a forced seizure. So you reset your brain, and that's a, like it, that's supposed to like help you like with like kind of like you know cutting the shit out of your you know and kind of. But going please back tell to me it. you didn't do that. Well, I actually went in, and I, I was because I was so desperate to find something to work because yeah. nothing worked on me, nothing. And so I went in there, and they they literally sat me down. and They told me that I'm too advanced, that it's too like extreme, that they, they can't help me with even ECC. Yeah. This is it again. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this was like, this was like the the like the farthest I was gonna willing to go. And I'm like, and I'm actually like sitting here in front of you, and you're telling me that you can't even help me with it. This I'm just too advanced. I like, it's just. Too what, what does that mean? Like, you're too. It's just yeah. It's just it's too advanced, meaning that like it's too deep rooted. Like the like what's wrong is like it's because I have like it's just, it's a it's a it's like a serious like debil- um, disability. Like I they can't they can't reset me. I'm too far. Although there's other things too. Like there's actually this one I was thinking about doing is called is um ipogaine. I don't know if you've heard. No. Ipo- I think it's ipogaine, ibogaine, something like that. Ibogaine, and it's 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 a um an actual like a drug. And you go and you basically, it's almost like you go and you um, on an acid trip weekend and it's supposed to help with like, they, they target addiction, but this. Wait, all wait, wait. You literally take acid? It's not acid. It's called Ibogaine. It's, that's okay. what the actual thing is. And, but what it is, is it, it's, a, um, it's a, a psychedelic and it's a really extreme psychedelic. They use it like other like, countries use it like for, you know, whatever, like, um, yeah. but you, you go, you basically go on this crazy psychedelic trip and it's, it's monitored. And it's supposed to do the same thing. It's supposed to reset your brain. And you actually have to be reintroduced to the world when you come out of it. Did you go to a consultation for that? Um, no, I just did research on it. But you, you have to go to another country to do it because I don't think it's legal. Right, anywhere. I don't think that's legal here. No, right? it's not. No. But, but, people, but people swear by it. Like, there's people, like, because they, they target addiction a lot, but addictions are, it yeah. stems from something bigger, you know? And so, but people with, with like, heroin addictions would go and they would, they would do it. And literally, they would never touch the drug again after they got back. I right. mean, it, like, has done amazing things for people. And it's, like, this journey. It's supposed to, like, it's supposed to reset your brain. So, like, all this shit that happens to you over the course of your life that yeah. causes you to have, like, issues or whatever. Whatever, which this is something separate than for me because mine goes all the way back but but like it literally like cuts all that shit out and like you start over again like you almost have like a like a kid you know like it's like you um that uh what is it called that innocence kind of is like back a little bit 
it's supposed to be something like that. I don't know. I mean, I've just seen documentaries and stuff on it, and I've seen, you know, but I don't, I, it was, it's something that I actually would be kind of scared to do. I mean, it seems scary, you know, especially since you have to, like, have someone with you the whole time, like, you know, and it's, you have to, they have these, like, retreats that people go on, and yeah. they recommend you stay the whole weekend so that you can, like, be reintroduced and do these, like, go horseback riding when you're dead and stuff like that, so you can learn how to, like, oh, this is nature, like, <laughs> it's just strange. And you, you, and you were diagnosed bipolar. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think over the course of my life, I've been, di I'm, mainly that's what it always comes down to, there's two different types of bipolar. Um, First of all, bipolar means two extreme emotions swing, move swing, right? Well, there's two different kinds. There's, okay. there's, there's like, there's ones that are like, it's mania, yeah, ma depression and then mania. Now, people have like the, the typical bipolar where it's like, they go into the, the low lows and they get really depressed and then they stay in bed all the time and whatever. And then they ha have the highs where they like go on these like crazy spending sprees and they do things that are really extreme, like have a lot of sex with random people, you yeah. know, like just do extreme, extreme manic things. And then they ride that for a while and then they go back to low. And I don't have that. Mine was never like these huge ups and these huge downs. Yeah. I had really bad downs. I never really had the ups as much. Um, the downs though were, I mean, they were pretty bad, but I never also, because I'm ADHD, I'm not even AD, I'm ADHD, yeah. is I never really, when I went to depression, I had a really hard time with staying in bed all the time. So what I ended up doing was like, like I went through one, I literally was painting and I was just doing painting after painting after painting, but I couldn't stop. And it was like, it was, and I couldn't leave the house. Yeah. I couldn't be out, if I couldn't be around people at all. I mean, I would like, it, I had major phobia. Like it was so, like stuff like that. So I would go into these lows. I'm surprised that you would let me come into the house. Oh, I'm not going through one right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now, and, and people could come over, but I couldn't be out in public because I felt like people can see how fucked up I was, yeah. like, you know? And it was, it was shitty. I mean, it's really, it's, it is a total disability. You can't work. I couldn't, I actually had my two doctors advise me I wasn't supposed to work anymore. That's one of the reasons why I stopped working. Too. I see. Totally forgot about that. I had two doctors tell me I should, uh, not to work and I had to stop going to school. I totally forgot about that. That's one of the reasons why I stopped going to school and stopped working. And it took you a while before you were back to... That, the last one I went through was one of the worst ones I ever did because it lasted almost a year. Yeah. And it was... I lost my, I actually, I lost my ex-boyfriend because that was during it. Um, I, I couldn't have... I felt too guilty about him having to go through it with me. And so yeah. I broke up with him um, because of it. It was... Because it's a lot of work to be with somebody who's like going through it. I mean, it's a lot of work. It's hard. And I, and I don't have control over the things I do. So, like, yeah. if, like, you know, I mean, I think I'm thinking rationally when I, like, you know, do things. But and you don't know. It's like you're, you're not really in control over yourself as much anymore. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Yeah, I, I, I could, I could relate. I but mean. I have the, the, the you know, but I, people wouldn't know that. But if they met me, they wouldn't know, like. Yeah, because everyone, you're so bubbly. Everyone always thinks I'm always okay. Yeah. That, like, when I, it was funny, too, because there was, like, a point where, like, I, I guess like, like I actually like needed like help, you know, like I needed somebody to be there for me. And everyone's like, oh, you're fine, you know, because I like, didn't realize that like people always think I'm fine because I always come off as being fine. But underneath it, people just don't know, you know. It's yeah, and it's not. I mean, I thought I was really open about it, but I guess I wasn't really as much because I don't. It, I thought that I did, but I don't know. I I guess not. I always thought that people knew. Is, is there? I mean, I know this is gonna be delicate, but. Uh, your father's side, is there a history of depression? I don't know, actually. Have you talked to your dad about depression? Um, my dad thinks it's like, my dad is, he doesn't know shit about mental. When it comes to like mental stuff, he's like, he, 
uh, he doesn't really understand it. He doesn't yeah. understand how it works. Like he was telling me when I was going through like like I had already been like on every single medication you can imagine. I was on lithium for a couple years at one point. Yeah. Like I've been on I've like already gone through it. And then he likes you know he was he got married to that one chick and she she's like well maybe she should start doing some homeopathic stuff. And I'm like and then my dad came to me he's like you should try homeopathic stuff. I'm like seriously. <laughs> What about your mom? Was she supportive, or did she tell you? Did she tell you there was a depression in her family history or anything? Um, my family is pretty fucked up. I mean, every family is pretty fucked up, but mine. And yeah, everybody has got issues. There's a lot of addiction in my family, though. But more than anything else, I mean, my understanding. Oh, my grandmother was schizophrenic. Oh. She actually. Which there's, side? There's Dad? My mom's. Mom's side. There's one point she actually. I mean, she was fine by like when I knew her, but mm -hmm. she had one episode in the course of her life where. She like was talking to the the TV like she's she just like I mean she's like fucking great crazy she had like a nervous breakdown she was totally schizophrenic she, she yeah I I heard stories it was interesting because I keep hearing I don't know if it's true but people tell me if you have a, if you're suffering from depression there's a connection between depression and having addiction you know oh well that's because yeah I mean but that makes sense that's why I always say like if anybody has addiction problems it's because there's something wrong I, like there's something more wrong because. If you addiction, all it is is you're just trying to cover up something else. There's a hole in you, right? I mean, well, it's, you're, you're trying to no, you're this is, you feel something that you don't want to feel. Yeah. And so what that is is usually probably depression. You're probably you know you're depressed or something's making you sad or there's something wrong in your life or something chemically wrong with you that you are trying to change so that you could feel better. And that's what that's all addiction is is you're just desperate to constantly like yeah. find something that's going to make you feel not like you do, not like you know. Well, that's, I think sometimes in your cities you have people who are always angry. It's, it's probably a result of having depression too, you know. Uh, yeah, I think I don't think I think probably a lot of people don't recognize it. I yeah. mean, they don't want to. I mean, it sucks, and it, I mean, it really it's it's it sucks, and it, it's something that actually took me a long time to realize that like you know my life is in a, in a way a lot harder than people who wouldn't have that you know because sure. it's like it this life life this you have a million problems life is always throwing shit at you that you have to deal with all, all the time but then on top of that you have something that like forces you to, like puts you in a position where you can't work and you can't even function sure. and then all of a sudden you have this on top of everything else like i mean when i came out of my last depression i had like i mean i spent so much money on medical on like the medical stuff i mean yeah. i was committed twice that's that in itself is so expensive. Wait, wait, was it like fifty-one fifty or something? Fifty-one fifty. That's that's like when state make a decision that you have, they have to take you to like a med. Uh, um, uh, I was the first time was my choice. Okay. I actually committed myself because I didn't know what else to do. I was like, I I couldn't. I was just so uncomfortable. I just I didn't know what to do. I was desperate, and so I thought it's something that I could do something. And, and how do you get out? Like that? Oh, I just like I actually. Oh, well, I had a seizure when I, at the hospital because my my doctor OD'd me on a medication. Yeah. I had a seizure, and then they had they moved me to a diff to the um, neurology, and I was so like over being in there, and they they always confined to a room. Sure. That I totally faked like I made such a fucking scene to try to get out of there, saying that I was crazy. Like I I played up the whole crazy thing so that I can get out of there faster because I was just like I couldn't be in that right. room. And then I end up going home, but um, but that was one time. And then the other time, I actually was forced to stay. I actually was. I had to go in. They, I had to be on the thirty, the thirty-six hour watch, or whatever. I had that. What was the circumstance? I mean, uh, it's a story. It's quite a story. But it's like it's it's a story. You want you want to hear it? Yeah. Oh God, this is too we'll, much information. But uh, we'll finish with that. 
It's okay. It's a story. Okay. Now, okay, let me first just disclaimer this because everybody always gets really serious when I tell it. But it's really, it's, I'm sorry, it's really fucking funny. It's a funny story, <laughs> but it's not, it's, I mean, because of what the whole, like, what caused and everything, it's probably, it's not for people when they hear it. They're always, yeah. like, looking at me, like, all, like, sad. But it's, it's a fucking funny story. And so that's what I take from it. To me, it's just another story of my life, my insane right, life. I will let you know if it's funny or not. Okay, towards the end of my, like, okay, towards, like, the, the, the latter part of my, like, you know, like, the depression, the, the last one I went through, I, um, I spent three months, wait, three months? Yeah, maybe two months or something like that, planning a suicide. It was very, very, because I had already tried so many different things over the course of my life. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, nine lives. I'm a cat. I, I've had, like, nine lives. I'm convinced I do. Or I just, I'm, I'm like, probably... I think that I'm probably like Superman. I probably just can't. I mean, disclaimer. I mean, I, I, my my dad killed himself. My cousin and my uncle did it. So three people in your family. My my cousin killed himself. Um, what was it? Maybe two weeks, two three weeks after my dad did it, and then my uncle shot himself. Like I don't know, over thirty years ago. But it, it runs in the family, I think. Really? Yeah. Wow. So that's why I'm, I'm I I'm. I'm not making light of it, but I I, I don't I don't. You're, it's yeah. You're kind of you kind of becoming. It's like with me, like to me, it's not to talk about it. It's not a big deal because yeah. it's kind of turned into a joke considering the fact is how many attempts I've had and how the fact that I'm like I yeah. should have died so many times, but I didn't, and it's like it's ridiculous. Kind of, it's like I should be dead. I should be dead about five, ten, ten times, and I. But just, this is a period you were thinking about it. No, I was do. I was planning it. It was. Okay. I, but I because I had attempts before that were not planned out as much right you know there were more then i realized that if i'm gonna do it i can't i can't just say oh i'm gonna do it i need to like really think this through and make sure it's like a no-fail plan right and um and so i i for two months i researched um belladonna belladonna the actual root like it's a it's a, a, a yeah root. the shade night nice, nice, like uh yeah, plant. yeah yeah it's i got two huge bags of belladonna and, um, wait, wait, where does one find something like that? Online, you can actually get it because if people really? use it, like in Wiccan, the it's like a nice shade, right? Yeah, you, people don't. You're not supposed to ingest it. It's actually to burn for like Wiccan stuff. You can like, you can, it's easy to find. But but, but doesn't it shape like a man? No, 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 no. It's um, it's a. Uh, oh, not it's not a mandrake. It's no, not, not a mandrake. No, but it's in, it comes in in like le uh brand like um branches like uh, not branches but um um. It's a plant, right? It's I a mean, plant that's yeah. just broke, that's just like cut up into pieces and dried. Right. And so and it's poisonous. It's very poisonous. It's, and, and the thing is with belladonna is that there's no the way to tell exactly how much will kill you. Um, there's no way to gauge that. So it could be a tiny bit or it could be more. They, there's no way to tell exactly how much is lethal, but it's right. extremely lethal. And um, and if you don't come out of it like with like actually dying, then you know you. I heard people lose their vision. Like this, it's really really yeah. horrible. And so I'm thinking, okay, I, with the amount of stuff of research I did on this thing, yeah. I'm like, okay, this is a no-fail plan. Like, you know, and I, I did so much research, and then I found out, okay, how to ingest it. Yeah. Um, there's like, you can you could smoke it, you can uh, make tea out of it. I actually, so what I did was I actually made a tea that was triple infused, and so I, I infused it three times. I just kept um, seeping it yeah. over and over and over, so it was extremely concentrated, and I made an entire like thing this big like of, of that. Um, and then they, they they said too like it's better to, it's good to like I, they said if you take like cold medicine before then it like increases your chances. I mean I fucking like I had this thing down to a fucking science and I was sure and I had the date planned and everything. It's yeah. like this is what's gonna happen. So. <laughs> and eventually you drank all of it. I I so the well when I plan I and the thing with me is like if I have my mindset on doing something I don't back down like 
I don't like just like change my mind, you know, it's yeah. like I, this is going to happen and yeah. there's nothing you could, anyone can do to stop me because I have this plan. This has been planned for two months. It's going to happen. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so I, I drank it. I even smoked it to just cover my, you know, vases on everything. And, and then that was the beginning of a four day journey that I went on because the thing is with, with Belladonna is not a psychedelic. It's not, it's a call. It's a considered a delusion, delusion, delu I don't know how you say it, but it's a cause of delusions. It actually will cause delusions and so not, not like you don't trip. You fucking go into like a huge delusional state. Wait, so you're, you're where apartment. You took all that. Stuff? I was, yeah, I was at home and I did it and I was by myself, but my, yeah. my ex, like we were kind of broken up, but he came like, you know, he came over, and then this is like, and he noticed that I had done something because I watched this movie. It was a great movie. It's called um, Risk Cutter's Love Story. It's actually mm. it was kind of kind of ironic, but um, it's a really good movie though. I love that movie. I watched it, and I'm telling him about the movie. Yeah. And as I'm telling him about it, I start kind of mixing it to how I was part of the movie. Like all of a sudden, and then we went there here, and then we went here. Like it was like like characters were, and then all of a sudden I'm talking about like me doing it. And then that's how I kind of, and I remember, like, I remember, like, s starting to see things. But then all of a sudden it got to the point where I was so far into this delusional state that things were happening and I was so convinced that they were happening that, that I was, I didn't believe it. Like, when he's like, there's nobody else in the house, I'm like, yeah, in the other room, go look, you know? And he's like, there's nobody here. And I had a fucking party at my house. I had like three champagne bottles opened and I was serving champagne to people who weren't here. I was on the balcony, like talking to people who weren't there, having full blown conversations with imaginary people. And all this stuff was happening in my head and it was so vivid. And, and what I, did your boyfriend do eventually? Well, he, he waited, he thought he was gonna, it was eventually gonna fade off, but he realized that it wasn't stopping. Like I was, and I wasn't doing anything, anything else. I was just going deeper and I wasn't sleeping. I was going deeper and deeper into it. And this, my, my whole house turned into a plane. I was in a plane. I even walked downstairs that weren't there. I mean, it was like, and I remember this vividly. It was so real to me. And how long ago was this? Oh, this was a while ago. This is a couple years ago. <laughs> And, and so and so it's not oh, that long okay. ago. <laughs> okay, so this is what, but this is how it ended. Okay, so and so like this, it was this one morning, I guess, or I think it was morning. Who knows what fucking time of the day it was? And um, I go, he was sleeping because he stayed over, and he's I was sleeping, and he woke up, and then he asked me, "Do you know who I am?" Huh? He asked me, "Do you know who I am?" Yeah. And I was like, I kind of like didn't really say for sure. Like I kind of like answered around it, and he's like, "Okay, she's still fucked up," you yeah. know. And then he gets on the phone with my other ex who knows a lot about drugs and he, who didn't know anything about this though. And he's like, you know, I don't know what to do. And what I heard on the phone was, I thought I heard my ex say, just get rid of her. Oh, and Jesus. so when I heard that he's on the phone talking to him, I walk out the door and then I'm gone, right? So what happened was- In a car or you just walked out? I just walked out the door and so I'm gone. And so then all of a sudden he looks around and I'm gone. He's like, oh fuck, what the fuck happened? So he goes on looking for me, he can't find me. I had gone on this huge adventure at that point where all of a sudden there's all these clues I need to figure out to try to find, you know, like yeah. that was planned out by my two exes. Mind you, this is all in my head. Apparently I was walking the streets in the middle of the fucking day, naked, naked on adventure, talking to people that weren't there jumping on fucking trash bins like pushing him down because if i pushed it down then Wait, I could where get the was key. this in the valley here here so on the street like right out there i even know the apartment that i broke into an apartment 
and I jumped in the pool there, and I got I had to get escorted out by the manager, which I thought he was just showing me the door because I didn't know how to get out. Yeah. Apparently, I think I was like, getting escorted. I was I was patting, I was I was eighty pounds at the time because I was so depressed. I had stopped eating, and so I was eighty pounds walking around with fucking nothing on in the middle of the day. So they called the paramedics and cops, right? Apparently, well, they found they they went out looking for me, and then eventually, my my ex boyfriend found me walk. I was in the middle, walking in the middle of the street. He found during me, the day, naked. During the day, naked, he picked me How up. How come people me. didn't do it, say anything, or do something? I don't know. <laughs> I was totally naked. I'm like, oh my god! And then I came, then we come back here, and I'm swinging from the from my my um my curtain rods. Yeah. I'm hanging from those. Like running away from them, like laughing and like jumping up and down, and then I like jumped on the bed and said, "Come on, boys, both of you at once." <laughs> I remember all of this too. I was so fucked up. I mean, I was just out there. I mean, I was totally gone. And then yeah, and then finally paramedics came, and they, I one of my exes said that they said that they saw you know that shot they give you when you're ODing, like yeah. they give it to you and it's supposed to knock you like sober you sure. up immediately. Apparently, one of them gave me the shot and I went down, and then like a second later I popped her right back up again and was still going. I remember like going off. I think they, they restrained me because um, I remember my wrist hurting. Yeah. But I thought I was going up in a helicopter and when they're taking me oh off in the, in the um, paramedics things. And I thought it was Tweety Bird. So I started talking like Tweety Bird and like spouting off colors like and then red turns to blue. And, and I started talking. I remember this one like one of the, um, the emergency people going like, oh, my gosh, she needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't stop talking. I was just going on and on. And so they on. sent you to the hospital, but eventually they decided to um, put you in like a. They had to because it was a suicide attempt, and so they had to. They I had to go to this other hospital where literally because I was up for four days like on my little venture, um, and they they I slept for three days straight. I remember like I would wake up. It would be like they would like serve a meal, and I'd yeah. wake up, and I would literally just go right back to sleep. I was so exhausted. And I actually, um, my my ex got me on video. He got me like on video, the like, short period of time where he he said, "I'm going to the market." He's like, "Get your car keys. Let me have it." And I would leave the room, be like, "Okay." I leave the room and I come back with like yeah. a wooden spoon. And he's like, "Your car keys. I need your car keys." And be like, "Okay." I walked out. I came back with something else from the kitchen. And the third time I came back, I brought, I handed him my dog. <laughs> like, and you could see my eyes were totally just like I look fucked up. Um, <laughs> I was so fucked. I was so. And I how long did it? How long did you have to wait before you, they say you're okay to go? Oh, wait, they they hold you for I think it's like what thirty six hours something. That's like, it. Or like I don't remember how many how many seventy two hours seventy two hours I think it is a seventy two hour hold mandatory okay. hold and then if three days if then they reevaluate you and if you're okay then they let you go. And Which, you haven't had an incident since then. No, no, I haven't. I haven't since then. But yeah, it was it was pretty gnarly and I came back here and I come back here and I completely trashed my house there was like sticky sticky stuff in like corners where I didn't even know I would even go I mean it was like I had champagne glasses everywhere all over my house because I had a party apparently and oh, oh so you came back after you thrashed the place like I because I, I was at the hospital and when I came back and I saw what I had done yeah I mean my house was completely I mean it was it was a, a few days of just cleaning it was so filthy in here so, was your neighbors kind of weirded out? Did anybody see you naked? Yeah, one of my neighbors did. He said he saw me swinging. Like he's like, he's like, dude, he's like, I. He's like, he was like, it was so awesome. He was like, you're there, just like totally topless, just like swinging from like he saw me when I was like up against the window. Yeah. He's like a total perp, so he. So he was not complaining, obviously. No, it was the middle of the day. A lot of people were at work. 
Okay. So yeah, no, not a lot of people. I thought I was like really like embarrassed, you know. But I'm sure people had to have seen me standing on my balcony talking to nothing, because apparently I was doing that. I was. Let's be, let's be frank. It would be easier for attractive girl naked to get away than some guy naked, right? You know, it's funny. I, I said this. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I bet you I just blended in with everyone else here. Because it, first of all, it's Hollywood. Yeah. And, and I know that just living here, like the, the time I've lived here, I've had, I don't, I want to say maybe three times, three ti- three different incidents where the cops were outside. There's one time where I hear on like Las Vegas, the cop, he's on the Las Vegas going, excuse me, sir. Can you please put your pants back on? Yeah. <laughs> go out and there's like some yeah. dude without pants on right outside my window i'm like it's like this shit happens all the time it's hollywood you know yeah. i mean there's always people i that was that was really funny too because when i looked out the window the cop was trying so hard not to crack up i mean he was so, just trying so hard you could see him just like wanting to bust out laughing that shit kind of happened it just happens you know everyone it's hollywood you, you, you have a website right yeah so when people listen to this show if they have a question or if they want to do you have like an amazon wish list thing too yeah Okay, how would they find out to contact you if they want to email you or buy you um, stuff? <laughs> my website is writersky.com. So it's R Y D E R. Yeah, writer with a Y, sky with an E. So it's R Y D E R S K Y E, writersky.com. Uh-huh. Um, I have a contact form on there, but it's just contact at writersky.com for email. Um, my wish list, I don't know the, the link, but it's. Um, I have the the links on my website. Everything's there. Um, and I also, I mean, my website's not a paid website. I don't do like, you know, I don't. Um, if they want to just like email you and say, I want to Skype you, I'll send you the money first. I actually have um, on set up on my website. I have um, a, a page where you could actually make the appointment through on my website to yeah. just for Skype shows. So yeah, you can, you can, um, you can request Skype shows through my website. Um, on I think it's uh, Cam with me. I think that's the link. Cam with me, and then. Um, but you you would prefer they did just email you and say, hey, uh, I'll I'll PayPal and send the money first, and I'll uh, you know that, because that's better for you, right? Well, yeah, it's it, that's how it, it ends up being though. It's like the way that it is is that it's a con the contact form is it goes straight to my email, so they can fill it out and say like what time, and then it will yeah. come to me, and then I can and I contact with all yeah. the info and everything, and then also um, I'd rather see you take all the money too, so. <laughs> Rather than streaming. Oh yeah, no. The thing I have through my website is a direct is directly to me. It's not it's not through anything else. Okay. And then I also do custom videos and um, custom photo shoots and stuff like that. So I do like personalized. Is that is that when like guys say, hey, I'm gonna send you this clothes. I want you to wear it. And well, <laughs> is that the kind of stuff we were talking here when you say custom? Con- no, custom. Like okay, like I did one for this one guy. It was um a, a, a small penis humiliation video. And so he actually had it scripted and everything for me. And so what he did was he did a breakdown of exactly how he wanted it. And so he wanted to be like, I'm like his girlfriend, making him a home video. Yeah. Basically telling him that, like, since I've been away from him, because, like, I, like, was off doing something. Since I've been away, I, like, had sex with this guy with a huge cock. And now yeah. there's no way I can go back to yours. So I'm breaking up with you. Yeah. So, like, that's what, that was what he so wanted. This is, so he's into the humiliation stuff. Yeah, that, that was specific for him. And then I had another one who wanted me to be, like, a cheerleader. And so, like, he was, like, a sports writer. And, yeah. you know, like, a situation like that. And so, yeah, like, I do custom videos where it's, like, personalized to the person, what they're into. That they want it to be, like, role-playing or whatever. And then, um, and, and they could do any other stuff by writersky.com. They could contact you there, right? Everything's there. Yeah. Yeah. What's your Twitter account? WritersKyXXX. Okay. Writer with Y, Sky with an E. All right. Um, <laughs> by the way, I didn't know the last story. I would have never guessed, you know, because I, I have so many stories. Like, yeah. I'm not kidding when I say I have like so many stories. I seriously should have like a really bad soap opera that was based on my life. It's like, it's that insane. 
I still think you should write a book. I still think you, you know, maybe you're uncomfortable I'm doing cosplay, but I think. Oh, <laughs> I think it'd be weird. <laughs> I mean, is it really? It's not as weird as porn, do you think? No, I think, well, it, it depends. It's, if it's something like I, like, have, like, a huge interest in, then I could see myself getting into it, but, like, but because it's like I don't know, I think it just it kind of seems silly to me. Like it seems like it's like it's like Halloween or something like that. Like I mean, you really like, even Halloween, I don't even really get dressed up that often. Like I don't really get into character on Halloween. Yeah. Either. Well, for the porn, it's like me. Like I'm still being myself, you know. Yeah. Well, for the immediate future, for the rest of the year, um, you'll be selling stuff online, mm-hmm. and you'll be doing webcam. I need to put together my store. I actually have a store. I have my Purely Sky Design store, and and what I did was I, I set up a section of my Purely Sky Designs that you can't get to from the, yeah. that where it was linked from my website, so you can go on it. And I sold like my underwear and like stuff like that. Did they like, buy that? Oh yeah, I sold. Yeah. I sold. Yeah, and actually, because when I do the custom videos too, I also um well, if people want like my the underwear I wear or the whatever I wear in the the custom video, yeah, then I'll send that. To, I'll sign in and send it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you were into, I've had people ask me um, for my entire sock drawer, because for someone who's into socks and like feet people, that's so funny. Like I've had people say, "How much for your entire sock drawer?" I don't really wear socks that often, though. I wear flip flops every day. Well, uh, keep working on it, and um, I think I I do hope you do finish school. That'd me be good. too. I would love to. I really want to. And um, but I, I I think it might be a little awkward. It's so funny for me to say this, but like, if you could. Have if, if you could fuck front of the camera, I think you could do cosplay, and then I think, I think there's upside for that, you know. Oh and no, I'm sure, I'm sure it'd be, yeah. it'd be really good. I'm sure there's a good business there. Well, Scott, thanks for doing it. I'm, 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 um, I'm glad you're doing good now. <laughs> I think you're doing good. You look, you know. I, I mean, right? You know, it's, a, it's I'm doing good. I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing better. I'm doing as good as I could be right now. It's considering the fact that work's so slow, which I like. Wish I was like, I was. You know, yeah. that's the only thing that's, I guess that's a safe Stressful. Say. That's the one thing that's like getting to me. So if anything, it's like that sucks. And so it's dealing with that's kind of a bitch. But besides that, yeah, I'm doing good. And, and this is no reflection on you. I'm just, I just you know, I'm, I hope you don't take offense. But, you know, some girls are escorting too. Is that? I know. I don't like that. I'm, to me, like everyone thinks like the, the, that it's the same thing. Like I get that a lot. People just assume that like if you could do porn, you can escort. And you can't. You know, there is like, it's, it's sex work, sex work, I guess it's sex work, but to me it's so different because the reasons like that I love doing porn and like yeah. all of that, like I, it's totally. It's Does it seem safer to you? What? Doing porn? I, it's just, the thing is, is that I do porn because I like performing. I like yeah. the act, I like, you know, I mean, it's, it's fun to do, to make videos and stuff like that. Sure. But to, escorting is not that, it's completely different. It's like a personal thing that you do, you know? And to me, it's just like, I don't like doing it. I just, I don't really like going and having sex with random like guys you know it's just kind of it's just mm-hmm. not you know but but you know i get it but i understand it's still you can still consider it acting to a certain extent you know yeah. and, you, and you're still providing like you know orgasms i guess but you know i mean <laughs> providing orgasms but it's it's the it's just i like porn for a certain like, sure. reason you know and I, I guess the thing is like with escorting it's like you can make a lot of money and i've never been money driven ever in my life like i actually think that money is evil and i hate it I hate I hate when it controls my life, you know. It's but a necessary evil, though. It yeah. is. It's necessary. It's it's necessary, and it's just I don't like when it affects my life. Like if yeah. it, you know, if it causes like you know, like if I don't have any money, it sucks, and it's gonna affect my life, and it's gonna affect me, and I don't like the fact that money can do that. Sure. But I've never been money driven. Like this, I've never been in a situation where like, um, because of the money, it's like like with my job, it's 
you can make a lot of money or you can like with me you could be happy and i think they're two separate things i mean it'd be great if you can have money and be happy sure. <laughs> but um i don't do it i don't do porn because i i because of the money oh obviously no you can't do porn for the money anymore because there's no fucking money in no it. i mean un unless you're a gay person or transsexual they make a lot of money still yeah but, but i mean but like escorting you know you can make a lot of money but it's to me it's not worth it it's not you know i mean it I don't know. If I have to, then yeah. And it's an easy way to make money. If I have to, then yeah, I'm not going to say that I won't. That's yeah. I will. But <laughs> I will if I need it. <laughs> it's there. Um, but um, yeah, it's not. It's, it's prefer preferably, I, I like what just to do for. All right. Well, uh, everyone, uh, you, you know her contact uh, information if you want to buy um, stuff for her for Amazon wishlist or um, webcaming. You know, I mean, she's very honest and I'll vouch for her. So. Uh, contact her and follow her on Twitter account. And do um, you have an Instagram too? I do, but I don't usually you use it because they, they don't let you do like naked pictures. You no, know, like, no, no, no. That's mm -hmm. one the thing that sucks about Instagram is I I don't have any use for it because like when I do post like pictures. I think Tumblr let you put a naked stuff in there. Do they? Yeah. Like that's the only thing I have with Instagram is like I would totally use it if I was able to you put naked. Yeah, because I'm always putting stuff up and I don't want to. Eventually they'll shut it down if you have a naked stuff. Yeah, see, it's not. Rude. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just stick with Twitter. Even Facebook, I got in trouble with Facebook because I didn't know. And I did, well, I was posting from Twitter to, and it was on yeah. Facebook and then I got in trouble. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for doing it. Sorry it took so long and uh, um, I really appreciate it. And uh, everyone, please uh, support Sky and uh, I'll talk to you guys soon.